BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on TheChairShot.com. Remember... Always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, in, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. All right, everybody, it is Tuesday night. That's right, you heard me right. Tuesday night, April 4th, 2023. We are 48 hours removed from WrestleMania weekend. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast WrestleMania wrap-up show. Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the Chair Shot Radio Network. Remember, we remind you to always use your head. You can find us on thechairshot.com. Going to wrap around the room here and introduce this cast of characters we got going on tonight. We're running four chairs. We got a lot to talk about. It's a big weekend and a big show ahead of us here tonight. Going to start off from the Rob the Genius podcast, the Minister of Truth, the father of facts and figures, the deacon of data, the official shoot bear of Mindless Wrestling podcast, and the man with the golden shovel, Mr. Rob. How are you, sir? All right. Well, I just I was at the office today because I go in the office on Tuesdays now, which means I'm not on Twitter all day, which means I come home <coughs> and it is, it is the demilitarized zone. <laughs> Twitter is a minefield right now, Bubba. And before we go any further, I'm going to let you guys know right off the bat, WrestleMania was so big. The fallout from WrestleMania was so huge. We are going to have to break this show up into two nights. That's right. You'll hear us two consecutive nights on thechairshot.com. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast WrestleMania wrap-up. Tomorrow night, we will have WrestleMania fallout. Uh, going to keep going around the room here. Introduce Bucky's tag team partner, a man hailing from the Purple Haze and Cloud Nine, destined to go through a barbershop window. Jason, how's it going, sir? I am well, my friends. How are you guys? We are rocking right along, my my friend. I hey, and it's a beautiful day. Our glorious and wonderful and seemingly infinite tribal chief champion still reigns, despite the hopes and dreams of many in the internet wrestling community. Those dreams were put to bed on Sunday night, and I just wanted to be the first person to gloat about that. 
we lots of dirty diapers over the last 48 hours and again we are going to talk about that on tomorrow night's episode because i want to get in here and introduce sit in fourth chair official fourth member of the mindless wrestling podcast from the outsider's edge dwi once in a while the bandwagon nerds he is the yin to rob zhang and the pain in rob's ass mr ray cash welcome back to the mindless wrestling podcast sir Still the best introduction in the entire Chair Shot <laughs> Network. What's up, gents? You deserve it. You okay, deserve it. Yes, I, sir. I, I love watching you you and Rob. Between you and Rob going back and forth on this show and Rob and Jay going back and forth on the Godzilla uh, King Kong shit, those are my two favorite feuds. <laughs> that, it is. It is. It is. That, those are my two favorite feuds going right now. <laughs> For the record, I'm Team Kong, by the way, so I'm just saying. Oh, oh you got- Team Kong. When we finally get Jay up here, we're going to have to have Ray up here and just have a full-on kaiju war. Real-life baby face. (laughs) Real-life baby face. Uh, Jay, that's for you, buddy. We're going to get you on here at some point. Anyway, like I said, we we are 48 hours removed from, in my personal opinion, a top five WrestleMania for a variety of reasons. This... This weekend was so much fun, so much energy, and there's so much to talk about. I think we're going to start off. Let's let's kick it off with talking about that stage set, man. Um, I'm going to start off with Mr. Cash. Where does this one rank for you? So we are all going to have the the proclivity to exaggerate because of the moment, right? So let's let's all acknowledge that. But even in even in hindsight, if we talk about this six months later, a year later, six years later, I still think we'll say this is easily the best set they've ever done. I think 33 is up there. I think partially I have I love the pyramid from 26. Like they've had some amazing sets, but good Lord, this set was amazing. Like so 30, and 33 was the ramp at Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, that was yeah. the um the the roller coaster. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which was pretty um, epic. And I like the pirate so ship from Tampa. The pirate the, ship was dope too, yes. Yeah. The cool thing about the the one in 33, not to go a little sideways, but for WrestleMania sets, it was fairly simple. But the aesthetic was awesome with the the LED ramp being a thousand million yards long. That's the and first time I did that. Yeah. The the the, the, the the globe and everything, it was just colorful and just bright enough without being ridiculous. But I don't know, it was just so simple. And it just obviously the ramp was the biggest thing. And that yeah, thing was still just fucking ridiculous. I and love it. What was so cool about this particular set of 39 that I loved was the homage to 21 in every way. If you look at the, the set of WrestleMania 21 and look at the set of, of 39, it looks like 31, it looks like 21 went and got breast implants. Like it just looks like they just upgraded real fast, right? Yeah. And and you see so many of the parallels in that with Trish wearing basically the same thing she wore with Dominic um coming out, um, and, and Ray both coming out in ways that Eddie came out and then Dominic came out with the motorcade like J like JBL, just not in a limo, if you know what I'm saying. Well, we're gonna talk about that intro because yeah. that was spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's just a beautiful breathtaking stage and for whatever you think of WWE positive negative or indifferent there is nobody in sports entertainment business anywhere that go I'm talking to you Cirque du Soleil 
I'm talking to you, Barnum and Bailey. You don't exist no more, but I'm talking to you. Hey, they're they're back, to... actually. They're back. Oh, are they? Yes. Yeah. They can get, they can get this work. No, no animals. No animals. Yeah. They can get this. We have Siegfried and Roy. Y'all fuck with animals. Y'all too. Uh, Las Vegas. I'm talking to all of y'all. Nobody can touch anything that them boys over there at Titan Towers do, man. It's it's nope. it's some uh, Disney. Man, it's a fight, bro. It's, it's a, a fight. If you give yeah. WWE five years to make a WWE world the size of okay. Disney World, I'm just saying, I may, <clears throat> I may take, I may take the under. But also, Ray, hear what I'm saying. Your only competition is Disney. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's that's a positive well, zone. Right? Interestingly enough, I got an email from uh, WWE, either WWE Shop or whatever, about three or four months ago. And it was basically like a questionnaire or sur- like a survey type thing on how I would feel about a WWE um, theme park in Orlando. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I get those yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, get those all yeah, the time. yeah. I fill them out all the time when he's in. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time I got it. I filled it out. I was like, sure, let's rock with that. You know, it's I'm, I'm cool with it. One thing I really love, and I this gives you just the sheer scope. And, and again, this is where WWE hits it out of the park production value wise. When Austin Theory came out. And the camera basically followed him out the, the the little doorway there and onto the ramp and followed him out. That was so. Oh, the Mark Henry entrance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When when it came out that way, and you got just the the scale of that of the SoFi and you know what they see the moment they walk out there, looking down the ramp. That whole like two minutes was incredible to watch. You know they gave that Mark Henry entrance to uh, Kevin Owens. Now I love that. Yeah, he follows him from the back, and you all you see is <clears throat> his back, and then it pans to the whole crowd. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a dope. A little, little bit of a little bit of a jump forward, but they also did that cool with uh, Cody's entrance and with how they did his entrance in reverse. Yes. How you yeah. saw him rise from the front. Yes. Yeah. So, Out the Cody Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you, I mean, before he came <clears throat> up, you got the scale of just like oh. Holy crap, you can see the other side of the stadium, and it's really far away. Yeah. By the way, I, I don't know if you're gonna talk, you're gonna ask us this before the show's over, but I but like I'm a big entrance nerd, and it was some all timers on the show. Dude. Absolutely. We're gonna talk about that too. That's um as I said, and we may do, you know, at some point maybe do like a top ten. Uh, all-time WrestleMania entrances at some point down the I'd line. I'd be down for that. Yeah, I'd yeah. be down here for, yeah. down for that. All right, we can do. Let's let's pencil that in for the future episode. Because yeah, they they did um, on the WWE YouTube channel. They did a just recently. They did a top thirty video. Right. But it it, it was it was bullshit. It was egregious. Well, bad. It was of people that they can actually mention. Because like no, Bianca's, no Sasha, in, Bianca's entrance wasn't from last year. wasn't on the list. Of thirty, there's there's a lot of things. That's that that's yeah. That, that, yeah, and then my wife actually liked her entrance this year better. I, you know what, I was uh, sitting there I, thinking that myself. I'm like, I, as much as I loved last year, this one, and then like the hearing the story, we'll talk about it later. But hearing the yeah. story that yeah. goes along with that, my God, right, exactly. And, and you don't know the, that going in. But I went right. to school on the campus of the <clears throat> school that she got uh-huh. the band TSU. So like, yeah, yeah, that was a big deal for me because I yeah. probably know some of those kids. Oh, okay, uh, okay, all right, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Rob, any thoughts on the uh, on the stage? I know we didn't get your thoughts yet. Oh, listen, man, that was yeah, that was 
the, that was the best stage ever. There's just, I don't know which one is number two, but whatever number two is, is really far behind. It's a distant it's number two for you, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... like the ro- the roller coaster. Well, the, the best part, like the roller coaster <laughs> one from 33, like when it, when, it, when it started getting dark outside and then it started to light up, that was really, yeah. I mean, that was, I think that's the second one. Cause when, yeah, cause when it, when it started to get dark and then the roller coaster and everything lit up and then by the end of the show, when like when Roman came out and the fireworks were going off behind him, I mean, yeah. and, and that's an all time iconic shot. That one, and then the one oh, yeah. where, yeah, when like Charlotte had the fan blowing behind her when she came out, like both both of those, and then Undertaker coming up. Um, you know, well, he didn't walk. He, you know, he just he did he did Gross. the smart thing. Yeah, he was, was about he, halfway down the ramp they brought him. Well, he had the, he had the original Cody Vader. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> right. the Taker Vader. Right. <laughs> Um, so that one to me, that's, that's number two. Um, and I, I would, I would, I would have more love for 34, uh, but that show ended in such a horrible fashion. Um, listen, <laughs> listen, I saw <laughs> 34 live and that set was fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And I can't even put it in my top 10 because it, it just, no, just no. And no. also, I think what hurts it, and this is um, this is unfair, but I think there's just something about an open air stadium and what you're able to do. Correct. Because the Superdome may hold sixty plus thousand, but it's still relatively small compared to um, Hard Rock or SoFi or NRG here in oh. Houston or whatever it is, right? Right. Yeah. I and will then, say though, when you do the lights, really lights out stuff in a stadium like that like uh it helps. like new orleans it and helps. then you really light the you know like the flair de lee big uh yeah. leds they had you light them all sorts of different colors it it takes over the whole stadium so there is something for that too because this is two WrestleManias now where we've had issues with people who need to be in the dark mania in 31 exactly. and balor and this year coming out it's not the same when it comes out it with didn't the hit the same with the yeah. daylight still no, going yeah. it needs to be coming out of the darkness yeah. yeah. So. so, and th- I mean, that's part of the whole thing. He goes from light to light. So, yeah. All right. Well, we've yeah. got a lot to go over here tonight. Let's get right into. No, the I guess I don't get to talk about. I don't get to talk what about. What you've been so. talking for the last fifteen minutes? What you want? Go ahead and say your piece. No. Uh, so anyway, that set was yeah the the best certainly since I've been watching just because of how uh, ostentatious it was. Um, it was like it. If they built that stage, just everything they had on that stage, without the pillars and without the awning, it still would have been this all-time, like, it would have been, like, I don't know, top half WrestleMania stages. But, no, they did the whole damn thing, and it looked like the Academy Awards on steroids, which was amazing. Uh, Special uh, mention, or, you know, attaboy or special mention, whatever, to WrestleMania 35 in New York, New Jersey. Because that one was just the giant fucking LED screen. Just the big, giant rectangle. That's That's, it. Just a big, expensive TV. There you go. There's your set. The equipment (laughs) saying, here, damn it, just take it. Exactly. (laughs) They were just like, all right, you know what? We're just going to do all the LED shit this year. And we we were like, yeah, all right, for one year, sure. All right, Jason, you say your piece? Are you good? I did. I did say my piece. It was the best WrestleMania stage I've ever seen. 
Okay. All right. Well, let's get right oh, into one the. One more thing. Oh, look here. That's enough. No more things. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the card here. We got a lot to pick over. I'm going to turn the reins over to Jason, who is going to go down the card and take over from here. All right. We are not. We're not going to uh, stay too long on every single one of these things, but we want to say all say our piece. So for the first match, kicking off the evening because God damn it, he had to, he had a flight to catch. Austin Theory successfully defended his uh, WWE United States Championship against one Mr. John Cena in a match where I said for the first time that I've ever said this, "Wow, John looks old." I'm not, I, I, again, I'm going to say for the millionth time, never taken a bump, never done anything. I, who am I to be, be saying this shit? But again, I watch it a lot. So I can tell when a guy I watch a lot is moving differently than when I usually watch him. And when he's behaving differently than when I usually watch him. Yeah. For the first time, maybe it's just cause I've, you know, turned into my late, I've, you know, turn the corner to my late 30s, but there's been a lot of occasions where I've looked around and said, hey, that person who I never really thought of as old looks old. And yeah, John Cena, he looked old. But right man won. The finish was fantastic. And what did you think about it, Mr. Cash? So this is my one problem with John Cena. And I like how they're starting to call them the GOAT now, because in many ways he is. He's the modern GOAT. Um, those of us who have a little more years in our belt will certainly think differently and that's completely understandable but i think for those of us who grew up in the post attitude era there's no question he's the goat right where does it for, um, for a quick second it's it um he's definitely look i, I won't argue with you even though look, i you know because longevity he had a longer run so i would not argue no, with you I, if you want to claim it. frankly i it's like the people arguing now that lebron's the goat at this point I'm not going to actually argue with you. You know, okay. I might think differently, but no. Well, now, he's, now, yeah, now he's argue, the goat. I'll, I'll argue with you on that one. Yeah, you, well, you started one now, thank you, Jason. But look, Michael Jordan <laughs> didn't get deed up by some five eight point guard in the finals. Bro, <laughs> let, look, don't start that. Yeah, uh, yeah let's don't go down that road. That's that's the mind. LeBron never got. <laughs> hey, and LeBron never got suspended for gambling. I mean, retired for two years. So, <laughs> come on. So anyway, what did you think of Mr. Uh, Mr. Theory actually winning this match, Ray? Well, there was no question Theory was going to win. If, if Theory would have lost, right. you might as well just – if Theory would have lost, he was being released. Because or, they or have, they were doing the stupid, he's going to win it back on the Raw after, and they somehow got two out of John. They, wasn't, they were never going to get two out of John. I, I, I just don't right. think there was ever a chance. But that, So that's sure. the, the ultimate point I want to make is my disappointment – the man has, he's given everything to this company. He's given everything to us as fans. But the thing that I give credit to people like Rock, and I give credit to people, especially like for as much as he may get, deservedly get criticism, Jericho and people of those ilk, is when they come back, they come back. John has shown that when he's come back, I don't believe, ignorantly, that he's worked out, he's been in a ring. It feels like he just hops off the bus I haven't wrestled in eight months. Ah, fuck it. Run the ropes a little bit, take a couple bumps that morning, and I'm good. Like, when Rock came back, he ran the roads. He stayed. He did. He worked with these people, right? They sent Curtis Axis to his house for a month. Same with Taker. Like, and 
but it's it showed because all of these guys have had more cohesive matches and they seem more in flow. Cena don't even seem in the flow anymore. He's like it's one thing to be slower. That's understandable. But it's to not be in the flow. It's, the, the ring it, rust was there. It was really yeah. bad. And so that was just was disappointing to me. It it served its purpose, but it wasn't a WrestleMania match. It was a raw match that just happened yeah. to be with one of the best ever and the kid who wanted to wrestle him his whole life. Um shout out to the Make a Wish kids in the entrance. Made it worth it. But um Right Man won. Glad it was the openness where it could be done because the rest of that night was five stars if you're giving stars. Yeah. Rob? Yeah, it was it, it was there. It happened. It was a, it was a thing that happened. Uh, it was it was fine. Uh yeah, it's it's not gonna get my uh you know, it's not going to get my dubious award that I give to some matches here. You know, my my, my little no. three word my little three word phrase I like to throw out there. It wasn't that. <laughs> but, he it didn't get the this is shit award. No, we need an official not. this is shit award. <laughs> right, it did not. Yeah. No, like we're not. gonna at the end of the year. That is <laughs> that is an official award <laughs> at the end of the year show. Yes. This is shit. The the Rob, the Rob's golden shovel. This is shit award. Yes. <laughs> So it, it was it, it wasn't quite it, it wasn't that okay, but oh my goodness! But I will say that you know I'm happy. It, it, good thing it was first because whenever I rewatch that show now, I can just skip right over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, um, DJ, do you, DJ, do you have anything nice to say about this match? Uh, I'm going to say something, and this, and we can talk more about this other match because uh, it was part of night two. Buddy of mine posted in a Facebook group that I'm in. He said, uh, Omos and Lesnar was better than John Cena and Austin Theory. Oh, absolutely. And I don't yeah, disagree with that at close. all. Yeah. And that's close. not a knock on Theory. That's certainly not a knock on John. Uh, Theory is an up-and-comer. The guy's an absolute star. John Cena had ring rust. I, God, I don't want to say this, but I feel like he could have given a shit a little more. And like don't Ray said. A, yeah, don't commit to the match if you're not in it. It's okay. Right. Right, yeah. give a shit and train for train for a week, dude. I know you're busy, I know, but if the Rock, if the Rock can find some time to go and get your ring self back together, John Cena could carve out time to do a week just to just to get your wind up, get your cardio up, get your timing right. Um, so yeah, I, I felt like he really didn't do Austin Theory any favors here, and that's that's a bummer. Yeah, because Goldberg, thing. it's Goldberg it's also not like it's not like me. <clears throat> Getting ready to go to the ring, John. I promise you'll find yourself again quite quickly. You know, just yeah. jump in the gym for a little bit, jump in the ring for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And the the most disappointing thing out of all of this is, and I know, I think you guys, I know you guys. I don't remember the episode when he made the promo, but I know you guys were down on theory a while ago, understandably, right? But the most disappointing thing is. This whole story was made to either make Theory look like a dumbass or make Theory rise above what G- what Cena had said and show that he was better than that. And it did nothing because the match fell flat. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it right. didn't do either one, really. I mean, so it just, it yep. was a waste of time. It was. Cause come no Monday no night, disagreement on that, Ray. Because come Monday night, the- I mean, last night, <laughs> Theory was no different than he was. Just another dude. Just well, another I mean, dude. well, I mean, he was just, it was the same. Well, he was still Theory. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, he was no, he was no different. When he came out last night, then yeah, it's not an accolade. It wasn't an accolade. Like, yeah, like so, like, what, like whatever, whatever you think of him. I know some people like him. Some people think he's very good. Whatever you think of him, he was no different last night than he was before. All facts. In fact, no, if, if I may, 
I would have just booked him to squash him in three minutes. It wouldn't have hurt Cena what, at all. If that was the way no. we were going to go, just get it out the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, we have the tag team showcase for the men. Uh, the Fatal, fatal Four Way. So we had the Street Profits victorious over Braun Strowman, uh, and Braun Strowman and Ricochet, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders. I mean, it was your standard, in my opinion, it was your standard Fatal Four Way, either tag or standard match in WrestleMania with no real build and no real story. Just hey, everybody we like get on the card, which is great because. The card was better with these guys than it would have been without it, without them. And everybody got a, po- a moment for, you know, them to get their shit in. And then Street Profits showed out and showed up and won. And I have no complaints whatsoever. Uh, DJ, what do you think of this little show- tag team showcase? I thought it was a hell of a lot of fun, man. And, and you know, yeah. shout out. This match, the star of the match was Ricochet. Yeah. That dude was yeah. all over the place. That freaking shit he did to the outside with the shooting star press where he like all of a sudden he like stops in midair there's like this yeah. moment where he hangs yeah. for like a second and it comes crashing down and he missed the table by like millimeters how he didn't absolutely just crash through that table was freaking brilliant and then the finish was fire yeah oh, that yeah. finish was <laughs> badass man just so and, and kudos to the street profits they needed this win uh hopefully this catapults them back up into you know, the, the tag team main event scene, because I, I love those guys. I think uh, on the kickoff show, I was pulling for Braun Strowman and Ricochet, but I'm not mad about this outcome, man. That was, it was fun. It was a fun match. Excellent. Mr. Rob, what do you got? Oh, man, it was perfect. It was eight minutes. Perfect. Just perfect amount of time. It was what we thought it would be. Everybody got the stuff in. And I'll just say, okay, when, when it comes to flippy stuff, all right, <clears throat> guys like Ricochet, like, okay, the flippy stuff is fine when you have somebody like Ricochet who is just, who is a superior physical talent and does things that people don't always do. And every time you watch him, there is a possibility you might see something you haven't seen before, right? Mm-hmm. And then and, and when he does the stuff you have seen before, he does it, he does it so much, he does it so well that it doesn't look or feel repetitive. Okay. Right. Um, whereas, like for example, in that um, that was it the, the match of standing the liver. That was it the four way or five way match, where four of those guys were doing the exact same shit. Yeah. Um, except for dragging off. Um, but I know we're not. I know we're not. We're not talking about that. But, but it it is the difference between him, and then like all the other guys or most of the other guys who do the flippy shit. They're just. It's like they they learned how to do it. And they practiced it enough times so they know how to do it, right? And that's kind of all it is. Ricochet makes it feel like something important, right? Or it's like like on, on Nitro when I, when they used to have when they had the Luchadors, right? They had the you know they had you know Silver King and Viano and all them. But when Ray got in the ring, Audio it different. was it was some different shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's how Ricochet is, right? When, um, when Ricochet does it, it's because that's how he fights. It's and like his fighting, like his Mortal Kombat fighting style. Whereas and, when these some of these other guys do it, it just looks like you're doing stunts. And so honestly, um, his time in WWE is a testament to being taught or shown 
how to slow it down and to do things to not do everything all the time. Like the, the quote unquote toned down or watered down WWE style. He's a better worker for having gone through that. Yep. Yep. And because now, like you said, when he does the stuff, it fits within the context of a fight. Yep. It, like, like he's not doing stuff just to be doing it. And, you know, he's not doing things where the guys are laying there for 20 minutes for him and all that type of stuff. Um, and so from to that note, this was match. It was a fun match. It was eight minutes, exactly as long as it needed to be. Everybody got their stuff in and good. There All right. you go, Mr. Mr. Cash. So this for a while, I mean, God, night one was to pardon the pun for Seamus bang, wrap the bang, wrap the banger. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a minute, this was my favorite match of the night for a minute because this match was so fucking fun. And I'll take fun over good in many cases. Yeah. Right. Yep. This match was fun. But can we shout out Braun Strowman for just one second? Because <clears throat> sure. Because he has, my, I use the word proclivity a lot tonight. So those are y'all SAT word. Get your SAT books out. He has the proclivity to open his mouth and shit pops out. He's he a will dope. say and do some of the dumbest shit. But to his credit, just like a big Southern dude, he'll try to fix it with his actions. The team, the, the tag team of putting him and Ricochet together was genius in that, one, it shut a lot of the whole flippy dude shit he set up. But two, it gave him a first-hand, uh, like, first-hand account of seeing what these motherfuckers go through, right? Yeah. And yep. so now, you, I, I really do think he has a different opinion on the flippy dude stuff when you got maybe the, be- the second best ever raised the best. Maybe the second best ever to do the genre. Sorry, Liger. He's Ricochet's better, right? Um, and it, well, that that that's some heat getting statements right there. Sorry, <laughs> Ricochet's done this for twenty for just as long as Liger has almost, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, not literally, but you know what I'm saying, in a in a figurative sense. Mm-hmm. But to the point where the biggest pop of the night, in my opinion, was Strowman doing the splash on Ivar. Right, yeah. and so it was. it's just so much fun. I hate Tower of Dooms, but the fact that Ricochet jumped off and did the flash, <laughs> incredible. Oh, Dawkins hit pulling out the hit stick on Braun. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And like you said, man, Ricochet. Also, if this man will never get a world title, this man will never main event a, a pay per view. But please pay this man well. Chad Gable is. Yes. Is, is oh my god, that dude. That yeah. makes that makes WWE work in many ways. He's one of those guys. Yeah. The things that he can do, the 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 way that he's a chameleon in the ring and out of the ring, character wise, give Chad Gable all of the positive and good things. Such a fun match. Everybody came to work. Everybody came to work. Like yeah. all four of them. And shout out to the ref. Like everybody did their thing in this match. I it just such so fun, bro. Yeah. One quick side note. We mentioned Rey Mysterio, and I know we're not going to talk much about the Hall of Fame. I have never been a huge Conan fan, but can I pop for Conan's introduction of Rey Mysterio into the Hall of Fame? Can I please put that over? The best ever. Absolutely. Mm. There has My never God, been a, a better induction speech ever. That was what a moment, man. And listen, I've never been the biggest Conan fan, but I tell you what. 
watching that shit on Saturday, I was like, you know what? Bravo, sir. Bravo. Like, raw, emotional, said exactly what you needed to say about the guy. Like, just, like, perfect. And then didn't overstay, didn't overstay his welcome, didn't get lost in his words, didn't just, boom. And then, and, dude, when Ray got me, when he was talking about when he was uh, he was separated from his girl, yeah. and he was doing the thing, and he was working AAA, and he was broke, when he told us the story about how she quit her med school job to yeah. send him money, so, uh, God, like, I got goosebumps now just talking about it. It's like, so legit goosebumps story. talking about it. It's, the, the life of Oscar Gutierrez is a movie. Yes. It's not real. Yeah, it really is. It's not real. It's crazy to listen oh. to that story. And the smallest, the smallest thing Conan did that I think was the dopest thing was, if you looked at all of the other guys, Flair doesn't count because Flair does his own thing. Conan gave Ray the rank. Yeah. Uh, Everybody else stayed in the corner when they did their introduction. Conan, Conan stepped out. He gave him his hug, and it's like, this is your... But think about that. That dude has been promoting maybe a two on the nose, but has been pushing that dude and his, his biggest advocate yeah. to use Paul Heyman... Nomenclature for that dude since he was twelve years old, man. Race like yeah, crazy. Forty five. Yeah. So, I didn't mean to take a side road. I just it was in my head. We mentioned Ray Mysterio, yeah. and I wanted to throw that out there before we got it. It was absolutely incredible. It was awesome. All right. In the next match, we had Seth freaking Rollins defeating Mister Logan Paul, who uh, with a surprise guest KSI. Uh, it, honestly, this again. Gonna say a lot about. Uh, I'm gonna say this a lot about this pay per view, but man, they did exactly what they needed to do in exactly the time they needed to do it. It was the thoroughly entertaining. Logan Paul can still fucking go, man. Um, I'm, I'm, I think it was right for Seth to win, but uh, the K- KSI's little surprise there was pretty fun. Again, I had fun. And it didn't overstay its welcome. So, and no one lost a damn thing, in my opinion. So, Rob, what did you have here with uh, this match? Um, it, it was very good for, I guess, for me. Now, I don't know. I've, I've kind of, I know Logan Paul's only had a few matches, but I guess after this one, I've kind of gotten to like, okay, this is this is what he does. Um, which I guess I've seen it now, what, what three, four times now, and. It, look, like I said, he's 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 great, particularly for a guy who again just started doing it a year ago. Um, I guess for me, it's just like okay, we've seen this movie. I, I just kind of felt like okay, we've seen this movie. Um, Fair. So so I guess, but that that doesn't mean that that's not a knock against the match. I thought the match was excellent. Um, I guess just for me, I was just kind of like okay, yeah, um, you know, just like <laughs> okay, we've seen this. So I guess I was like you know. Um, Especially, you know, when you know, with the table, the jump to the table outside, it's like, okay, he did that against Roman. Okay, he did it. He did that against the Miz, and it's like, not and not that that isn't a crazy thing to do. It is. Um, so I guess just for his next you, match, he, for whatever, no, whatever. If you do it every sing, if you do it every single time, then it yeah, becomes less, yeah, less than. So I got a side note on that though, but you guys go ahead, do your thing. Okay, uh, so <laughs> just like for whatever he does next. I'd like to see him do a different kind of match. Fair. That's all. Uh, yeah, that's all. Not, and that's, that's not right. to take away from this one. For just whatever his next kind of match is, I'd like to see him do something different. 
you know, put them in the money in the bank match. Let them do some shit on the ladder or something, right? I mean, you know, you uh, or something just something different. That's all. All right, DJ. All right, so I enjoyed this match, and I get where Rob's coming from. At some point, if this guy is going to be a regular player, or at least a semi-regular player, we probably ought to see him switch it up and have a different type of match. One thing about that table spot that I really liked, because the first time I saw it, I was like, it felt like they did that thing where, you know, when Seth pulls, pulls him onto the table and, you know, Logan hits his own guy. First, I was like, okay, how did he not see that Seth had pulled his guy into the way and then he jumped. But then I yeah. watched it back. I watched the second time around. He drank the water. He did the triple H water spit and then committed to the jump as Seth was pulling. And it was such a little nuance. Like it was really, cause it could very well have been, he could have been watching, watching, watching. Okay. He's moving my guy. Now it's time to jump. But that wasn't what he did. He drank the water. He did the triple H spit and then he jumped. And at that point, Seth was already committed to pulling him over. So I, for me, I thought it was a, that's one thing that, that he's really picked up are the nuances, him yawning in the corner while Seth's, you know, orchestrating the, the chorus, just the little things that yep. he does. The guy gets it. The guy, he really gets it. He, he gets a little nuance. You guys know me. You've been listening to the show for any amount of time. I love the little details. And as much as, you know, Logan Paul as a human may be problematic. He's an excellent sports entertainer. He does. He does the what Hogan thing of playing to the back row. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. all of his he's a little bit exaggerated on his motions, like that yawn. It wasn't. It wasn't <clears throat> outlandishly cartoonish, but it was very exaggerated too. Yeah. You know. In any case, uh, Ray, what do you have here on this guy? I'm glad DJ said that because that's what makes Logan Paul a wrestler, and I'm going to call him a wrestler because he is. Anybody can do the moves, and I mean no disrespect to anybody who wrestles, but you can learn to do a hip toss, drop down, leap. You can learn to do that, right? But what makes a wrestler is the in-between-the-line stuff, is the character work, is the how you respond, is the footwork, which he is caught on amazingly well. It's all the extra shit. He gets that. He Not only does he get it, it seemed like he had it before he got there, which is weird and something we haven't really seen a lot. Um... Uh, quick thoughts on the entrances real fast. Again, the fact that Sean is the guy that basically personally trains Logan and he takes Sean's entrance was a really cool nod. Yeah. I don't know how Seth could keep topping himself with the shit he wears, but that's oh, yeah. it. <laughs> oh, that, that, that next was... level. Yeah. Um, but the, so I, as a Shield fan and as a fan of this business who I don't believe there's any earned in wrestling because one dude picks and chooses who wins and who loses. But the closest thing to it, I think Seth has done the work and I feel for him and and he speaks about this every chance he gets that he's not in the positions he thinks he should be. I do feel for him, right? But Sean has become post-2000s HBK where you're the guy we go to for the big match. You're the guy we go to when we need to have um the best match on the card you're the guy he's become in a post undertaker post Shawn michaels world he's the guy that it, when they do the, when they make the card they say all right world world title probably roman is gonna face who and then who gets to, who gets the seth rollins match yeah and i think that is one of the greatest 
accolades you can earn if you're not going to be the top guy. It's a compliment. It is one of the greatest yeah. compliments you could ever get. And to his credit, Logan Paul not only keeps up, I think he's definitely not, to Rob's point, he's definitely not where he can lead. And every match Logan's had has been a marquee pay-per-view match. So, yeah, once he gets, if he comes back, which I'm sure he will, then he starts wrestling a little more regularly, then, yeah, he got to show something different, right? He can't do the table spot every match. But it just matched perfectly, dog. I think what it is right now, Logan Paul is an attraction. So he's giving you what you paid to see, which is the Logan Paul show. Great point. Yeah. Great point. It was good stuff. Um, All right. So next up, we had the six-woman tag team match. With Trish Stratus, Trish Stratus, God bless her, Lita and Becky Lynch defeating Damage Control. Womp womp. I don't know. Uh, Stormtroopers go uh, down again. <laughs> yeah. I just picture Bailey in a Tie Fighter, just you know, spinning off into space. Or are they chasing after Han Solo? Like, open the blast door! Open the blast door! (laughs) (laughs) Close the blast door! Close the blast door! This was we Um, we complain about booking decisions, and and there's a lot of people mad about certain booking decisions from the weekend. I'm not gonna say I'm mad, but this was one I disagreed with. I I think Damage Control needed the win. Look, I I get it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Damage Control needed the win, and I'm upset for them because they're. That killed them effectively last night. And if that didn't kill them officially, they died Monday. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But that's the problem when you have, and I'm going to be so bold to say, three fucking Hall of Famers. It just mm-hmm. was never going to work. And I get it. But that was why so many people were upset that they made it a six-man, six-woman tag instead of letting Dakota and EO face whatever version of the two and then right. do the Bailey match separate because there never been a better chance because Bailey is as plausible as Beth, Trish, and Becky. But when you put, and by no means am I calling EO or Dakota Jabronis, this is a Rob thing. But basically, Bailey and the two Jabronis, which the way they, they, they put them to be, just, it was a waste of time, man. And it was much, it was, it was, sort of, exactly, it was much better than I think I expected. I'll give you that. Yeah. Much better than I expected. But it was. Can I tell you the one little thing that pissed me off about damage control just real fast? Yeah. They can't even fucking wear the same gear. Yeah. Yeah. They've been the team for seven, Since eight months. Now, yeah. And they don't never fucking match. It, like, just... EO makes enough money to get the same gear as the rest of it. She fucking and... refuses to change the gear, dog. <laughs> And even stylistically, they're like, okay, we're all wearing different colors and different patterns, but like we're all kind of doing like I don't know, post-apocalyptic thing or this thing or whatever. I'm I don't I'm know. Fine with different styles because the prophets they have just, different styles, but at least have yeah. the same color scheme. They can't even wear the same fucking no. colors. Yeah, it's 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 been a very weird group, but yeah, it's just we can love the the people under the armor as much as we want. But at the end of the day, they're just stormtroopers who are missing everything they get they shoot shoot at and getting blasted by the main characters. Yeah, it, we, we went full retribution Saturday night. Here we are, totally did. Here's here's a I, I can't call it a spoiler. I'm not Paul Heyman, but here's bet money if Bailey does come back. Teaser there for y'all who don't know what's going on, on Twitter. If Bailey is still Ooh. there, 
Bailey's gonna you're gonna see a Bailey EO feud coming in the next weeks or so because she's gonna say fuck this group and EO's gonna get the push. Bet money. And I'm okay with that. EO's awesome. Yeah. I am too, but damage control could have done more. Yeah. But if it leads to something like that, I all right, I'll take that too. Uh, I don't know. I, anyone got anyone thing they want to say on this um, thing? It, it was fine, Rob. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. It, it was fine. Um, if Lita it, was there. Yeah, and look, and look, we 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 talked we kind of we talked bad about her in the in one of our group chats earlier today, so I'm not going to do that again. Um, and I will say, but well, I'll say well, I will say this positive is that. This, you know, we talk about, you know, kind of breaking barriers or whatever for the women. This is another one because, you know, coming back for the mania bag in your 40s and even 50s is something that men have been doing for a long time. Mm. And it's so we talk about things being more equal. They should get they should get to do the same thing. Yeah, Um, Yeah, you're right. That's fair. And when you consider, you know, I've looked this up a few times. You look at the ages of when of previous eras when like the top woman or top women when they've either been just kicked out or left out of frustration it's all almost all of them are 30 31 32 some of them are younger than that like kelly kelly was like 25 and she just said screw it um and um so now um it's because look it's it's important now it's a big deal now that like Becky and Charlotte are in their mid thirties and still at the top of the card, and that Oscar's is Oscar's forty and still getting big pay per view matches. That is a big deal, and that is something people that is a completely overlooked thing, because until they did it, it was unheard of. Well, let's mm-hmm. let's pause on that for a minute. You go back to Mickey James. What three years ago? Four years ago? They were running an angle where everybody was calling Mickey James the old lady. Mickey James was thirty nine years old at the time. Yeah, and she wasn't well, even forty. And when she when she got released the first time, she was like thirty. Yeah. And then um, you know, and now she ran a similar angle to impact, but she, you know, but she's forty something years old. But, but it also ended with her winning a women's title, <laughs> right? Whereas, yeah. and, I Good mean, in, in years past, you know, they would have called her old, and they would somebody would have beat her and they would throw her in a trash can or something, like like they did Lita back in two thousand six, right? Um, so it's important, whatever you think of the match or whatever. It's important to that these that the women get to do the same thing the men have been doing for a long time. Great point. And, and actually, yeah, now that I think about some of the things I've remember Lita having to do on screen, yeah, you know what? Just get that fucking paycheck, girl. Well, they, and they 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 deserve everybody. Look, if yeah, I mean Batista was fifty years old, came back for a match with Triple H. Um, True. I mean Undertaker. In his fifties, kept coming back and working one day a year for like five that's, or six yeah. years in a row. That's the be- that, that's the better comparison because there I say Batista looked good in his match. That's Lita true. Oh, that match with him and Triple H was yeah. badass, man. It was. It Lita was. don't be looking good, match. homie. Trish looked great. Yeah, yeah Trish looked good, man. Lita and, and also bodies. Trish looked good and she wrestled really well. Because <laughs> those things were thinking. Yeah. Hey. Respectfully. Respectfully. Yeah. But um yes. Yeah, I'll um, say it. I said it in the chat, man. She was one deep breath away from a wardrobe malfunction. Oof, oh, brother. Hey, my breathe, God. Baby, breathe. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's horrible of me. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I approve that beha- I approve that behavior, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, so but we're anyway, but just, we are so getting taken to task in the chat. Oh yeah, but um, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but 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 I just I just wanted to make that note because it's important. Uh, it it's is. Important. It's well great. Done. It is important, and that's a good point. Well done. Great point. Great point. And we can crack on it, but like we're cracking on it because we're like, no, he's right. We we agree with him. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, get that payday, girl. Yeah. So I mean, moving, on, we got we had. Speaking of great entrances, we had one Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio in a singles match of father versus son. And man, Dom with the full on prison Dom entrance. One night at the county jail, one afternoon at the county jail. <laughs> yeah. And this dude's coming out with the SWAT team and the prison guards and the oh my God. It was awesome. I, was, I, I popped so I was, loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, so, and then the match was awesome. The match was a ton of fun. So the entire time, I don't know if you guys paid attention to the socials before Mania, but Rhea and Dominic went to Superstore and like oh, yeah, caused a bunch of havoc. Yeah. Oh, no. And they saddened Eddie's lowrider. <gasps> so the thought, my thought was he was going to come out in Eddie's lowrider like Eddie did at 21. Now, we saw yeah. Ray did that. But that was a million times better. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and then he had the mask on, too. Just like, oh, oh God, yeah. So I was like, this motherfucker is going completely jail giving. This is great. So, yeah. all, so all and honestly, got... the kid looked pretty good in the mask. He I didn't good. think yeah. so. I was just yeah. like, he's got a weird looking head. I don't know. I just, I just didn't picture he think he looks really fucking good in that mask yeah. so who knows in a couple of years all, all three of you guys are in the chair shot radio chat right yes yeah. sir yes for those of you listening my mother never watched wrestling she she did she'd never liked it like when she was a kid she watched it but growing up she didn't like it she didn't like that the women were showing their titties and it was cussing and all that right i'm come from a religious family I was at her house with my kids and she was sitting and watching something, some of it with me. And she saw the Dominic Ray match. And I explained to her the story and she was like on the, of course, on the parent side. And I have an eight second video of her watching screaming at Ray to break Dominic's leg. And then <laughs> when she noticed I was recording. Yes. So, so it, it, for the fact for that storyline to get a person who abhors wrestling, Let's you know how good it is. Oh, dude, there were probably 30,000 parents in that arena when Ray pulled the belt out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was about 30,000 parents in there going, Yes, whoop that ass. And I was one of them. (laughs) Once again, again, gentlemen. Show of hands if you got the belt when you were a kid, because I got the belt when I was a kid. Oh, yes, sir. (laughs) And, um, And I made the mistake once of. You know, getting my dad's face, and and he oh. told me, well, it's something he told me like you're not going to do this, and I made the mistake of jumping. I'm saying, what are you going to do about it? Oh, and then and then, <laughs> well, so what did you say when you woke up? Well, well, well it's well, like well, one of them TikTok later. videos. <laughs> well, well, he, yeah, he, all of a sudden you watch your face on this. Let me explain what you did. You said something stupid, then you went straight to sleep. <laughs> if y'all ever wondered why Rob, if you ever wonder why Rob wore glasses, it's because Big Rob smacked him so bad, <laughs> messed up with, messed up with his eyesight. Yeah. 
yeah. the original shoot bear. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> no, but this, this is one of those things where, um, because back, um, you know, my dad used to watch with me sometimes when, um, when Jake was feuding with Rick Rude and Rick Rude had like, you know, the picture of Cheryl Roberts on his tights. And my dad said, yeah. like, well, this is how you know this is fake because this is, if this was real, uh, Jake would have shot him. Um, <laughs> that's it. And that's the truth. It's and, the um, truth. and, um, it just, just made me think of that because, if he if he were there with me now, he would have been. He said, "You know, this is fake because if you did that to me, I'd have killed you." <laughs> I told you guys that last week. I was like, my dad wouldn't have waited till WrestleMania. No, he said he's out. <laughs> my dad would been like, "Oh, you want to go now?" Like, okay. <laughs> so kind of tangentially related to that and semi spoiler. So after the main event, I saw a tweet from one of my much much younger followers who just said. That's it. Someone needs to bring a gun to the next main event. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we have officially reached Freebird level. Yeah, well, Freebird level now. This is Freebird level heat right here. Yeah. <laughs> I just instantly flashback to like 2015 when I was first getting into this thing, and that dude was getting booed out of every building he was in for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yes. And now I'm just like, man, look at you now. Yeah. That's crazy. So, anyway, sorry, I had to get that in there. But uh, where were, where did we leave off? We left off with uh, Ray, Ray whooping Ray that Dominic. ass. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have much more to say other than it was fantastic. The it was a great match. And and you know yeah. what? We need to, I don't know if we did this last episode or not, but we need to give Dom his flowers. I know we were pretty heavy handed on Dom on this show several months ago. And we even said the words, maybe he needs to go back to NXT. I hear my words. I was wrong. Dominic Mysterio has fucking figured it out. You know, and I openly freely on air admit that I was wrong. Yeah. He, I don't know what, what clicked or what he shifted or what he did or whatever, but all of a sudden just the last, like what month and a half ish. I, just may, the last matches. So, maybe it's real. So, well, may I be so bold? And I sure. think DJ can speak to this more than anybody. The only way you're going to get better in the ring is if you get in the ring. Yes. So, the so number one, the fact that he's working more and he's not working just the stuff that his daddy wanted him to work. Like he's actually working right. for different people. Well, yeah. He's, one, I mean, he's with people who work drastically different styles than his father. Exactly. So, that probably helped a and lot. The biggest help is. We've watched this our whole lives, right? I'm the I'm the youngest of the group, and I've been watching wrestling 25, maybe 30 years, right? Of all, we've all seen that it takes the right character for you to get everything out the way you are, right? What is it that What is it that Austin says? Your the best characters are yourself turned up to 11. Yeah, you can tell Dominic is a little shit, and like this, <laughs> really, he's not having to play this role, right? You know what I'm saying yeah. this really this really feels like like even my mom was like and he sent it to his daddy is does he really mean it or is, or is that not real and I said shit I don't know but it's working on the show so awesome. I just feel like because he's able to play a role that's closer to who he he, he believes in and it's hard man David San Martino doesn't have a career because he's shit but also because he had to be Bruno Jr. Yeah you know how hard it is to follow like it's really hard to follow a legend like that at the same time that they're fucking active. Mm-hmm. 
So now that he's he's washed himself away from that, and now he can just be the shitty kid who's now who's an ex-con after four hours in jail. <laughs> you know? Yeah, my boy got a career for life now. Yep, he's a made man, man at this point. Uh, yeah, all right. Anybody else have anything? Any um, last words on Rhea? And, or, just, excuse me. Before we move on to Rhea, uh, I'll just say to me, this was like if 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 the Vince Shane match from seventeen, if, if Vince and Shane were actually like good wrestlers. Great <laughs> comparison. Yeah. Right? Because because yeah. the story was just as fucking good. I remember when Linda yeah. stood up. Yeah. I have, that that was the biggest pop of the I night. I popped so yeah. hard when she stood up from that wheelchair. Yeah. Good point. Good point, Rob. All right. All right. So moving on, I will just go ahead and cede the floor to one Mr. Rob Bonnet because I'm sure he has Let's many let things it rip to the band-aid say. off. Well, Let's no, just no, rip okay. the band-aid off, my buddy. You can get the soapbox out. You can you can cry. You can you can do whatever you need to do. This is this is Rob's safe space. Well, so, there ain't no crying next, after that match. Well, okay. Here, we this, are gonna, gonna, this, this is what I was gonna say. Um if if you got to watch your favorite wrestler, when you're well, Rob, you... we got to make for good radio and tell the people what we're talking about because Rhea Ripley defeated uh, the SmackDown Women's okay, Champion. Okay, well, you, you didn't you didn't say all that part of it. Okay, well, no, you got to rub your Flair. nose in it. Okay. That's important. Okay, okay. I I'm just trying to get very okay. radio, sir. Okay, sir, okay. I'm just trying to produce a good radio tele- program. Okay, program. Okay, okay. All right, listen. If if you got to watch one of your favorite wrestlers lose, then this is what you want. This is how you got. This is. This is how it's got to go. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, there were people afterwards calling this, you know, greatest women's match they've ever seen. So, yeah, if 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 your favorite wrestler, if look, Charlotte and Roman are my two favorite wrestlers. So, you got to watch Take a Nail. This this is this is the way to. This is how you know. This is the time you want. This this is the way you want to see it. Okay. Um, and look, she was pissed off because she wanted to be the main event, so she went in there pissed off. Yes, um, and and I'll say that look, the, the match was a main event match, and but they didn't have a main event story, so no, it shouldn't have been the main event. Of course, she didn't care; she wanted to be at the main event, right? Um, and so I think they're you know they're both pissed off about that. Um, and for me, yeah, this um, he ain't even watching. Um, no, no, no. Just uh, um, it's I'm I'm, just, I'm I'm thinking as I'm talking here. It's it's um, like th- this was all out war, and they okay. There's there's like one other person on the roster who can perform that way in a wrestling match, and that's Bianca. Okay, uh, who has you know who's big and can throw hands and look like she's really fighting in there. Um, if you want to, if, if those are you people. Where where they always putting Charlotte in these matches? Okay, I'm sorry, because okay, I'm I'm about to, well I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break out the shit. Okay, okay. All of you people who want your little engines that could to get an opportunity, they can't do that. Okay, and you you and you can pick whichever little engine that could is your favorite one. They can't do that. They can't. On their best day, they can't. Okay. And they never will. All right. I'm going to say that. Okay. And whoever you think I might be throwing shots at, you think I'm throwing shots at this one or that one? Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you know what? I'm throwing shots at people because 
you people keep wanting to run this woman out of here. Okay. You people keep wanting, well, you need to give somebody a chance. She needs to go away. She's been here long enough. She needs to you know, get out of here. Okay. So, no, I'm, I'm not going to be nice about this. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. Okay. And for all you people, why doesn't she sell the same for everybody? You know why? Because if you sell like she did for Rhea Ripley for somebody <laughs> who's half her size, then it's stupid. Okay. <laughs> it is stupid to the way she was selling stuff for Rhea. It is stupid for somebody her size to sell that way for Nikki A.S.H. Okay. It's stupid. All right. Okay. It is stupid to go in there and take bumps like that for somebody half her size. Okay. Yeah, you take them for Rhea Ripley that way because Rhea Ripley, it, it makes sense. Okay. So all you people that want a six foot tall woman to get thrown around by somebody half her size, you're a bunch of stupid idiots. <laughs> okay. Now, okay, now that I'm done with that, okay. I was about to say, Jason, this uh, is your so segment. How long match, are you going to let him run match. here, Bubba? Now, now Rob, that I'm done there, was with a, that. there was a match. Now that I'm done with that. There was look, a match. Is, okay. Yes, this was, look, this was the best women's match they've had in the company all year. Okay. The, the reason I've been less than complimentary of the women's matches they've had this year is because this is supposed to be the bar. Okay. Not, oh, they did good this time. No. Okay. Um, Easily the best women's match all year. Maybe the best, I mean, best women's match in the company since, um, I'd say since Becky and Bianca last year. And if you don't think for one minute Charlotte wouldn't have been burned up about that, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, she absolutely wanted to top that from last year. Um, and I think they did. Because, again, those are, I mean, they, they went to war, they beat the crap out of each other. And they did big moves on each other. And when, the, when they did the big moves, they did them, like I said, the stuff made sense. It wasn't, they weren't just doing it to do it. Um, and... I mean, look, you can give this match all the stars in the world, um, you know, and I, I, look, I can't say enough. This is, this is maybe the, this may be the one match that that woman has lost that I will actually watch over again. Okay. Um, that's how good it was. Um, and that's how good both of them are. And if they had a better story, yeah, it absolutely should have made it. As great as the Sammy and Kevin story was, if this match had a good enough story, yeah, it should have gone on last. Okay. It was that good. And they deserve every accolade they get from this and more. Both of them do. Um, and I mean, if you want to call it, I mean, those people who are calling it the best women's match they've ever seen, I'm not going to, you know, yeah. Why not? I mean, you can make, I mean, there are other matches you can make a case for, but I mean, and I'll, you know, and I'm not going to fight you over it, but this, this one has, this one earns that, you know, that award as much as any other one you can name. And, you know, yeah, I can't say enough. I mean, this is just, this outstanding, just great. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> DJ. Are you going oh, you know to wax if poetic you, like my friend here? Absolutely. I'm going to give it all the flowers. I'm going to give it all the accolades. If you didn't give this match at least five stars, your fucking credibility is shot. I'm sorry. 
these two women went out there and went to war and they probably looked at each other and said, you know what? We may not be the main event, but fuck them. Let's go give them a main event match. That's exactly what they did. It was brutal. It felt like a fight. And I've said that about Charlotte before. That's one thing Charlotte is very, very good at with her her matches. If she gets in there with the right dance partner, you feel like they're legit fighting. She's done it in the past with Ronda. I still say she's Ronda's best opponent ever. And same thing with her and Rhea Ripley. They make absolute magic in there. Uh, The finish was absolutely my favorite finish of the night, where Rhea pulls Charlotte over, knocks her out on the post. Charlotte's a limp freaking doll. Rhea hits the riptide from the second rope, gets the gets the pin. Absolutely incredible. And the very, very end, Charlotte's on the outside of the ring. And, you know, people, oh, she didn't sell, she didn't sell. I'm like, no. Charlotte was out there smiling because she knew what they did. She knew yeah. those two girls went in there and laid out an absolute masterpiece of artwork on that canvas. That she knew what they did. That's and, truly one of my favorite things about Charlotte is that she's a terrible poker face. Yeah. And she wears her heart on her sleeve. And you could tell both how happy she was for Rhea and how, like, just how proud of what they did. How and proud that of that match she was, was. And she absolutely deserves and, to be proud of it. And she was genuinely happy for Rhea, too. She was just Oh, like, yeah. 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 And, and Rhea has arrived. And, and Rhea can hang with her. Rhea can go. And yep. it's it was absolutely incredible. I can't I get like Rob said, I can't say enough good things about it. That was my well, match of the night for, for for night one. Well if you if you ever listen to her talk about Rhea, she loves Rhea to death. Yeah. Yeah. She does. <clears throat> uh, Ray, you got anything here? She yeah, she's even said so look, just just like when you can sneak seeing Sasha smiling when Bianca won. Yes, there is there's a lot of that. But also if you pay attention to the story, the entire story was you're just not ready to beat me yet. That's why I beat you three years ago when you thought you were better. And that was the whole point was Rhea said, it's been three years. I'm a bigger, better. I'm a bigger, better, more prepared wrestler. And I got to be a star and I'm going to be a star by beating you. So that was also in character of how the bitch got me. That was kind of one of, that's the way I took it. (laughs) Yeah. More so that that, I took it more as Charlotte being proud that the student beat the teacher more than Ashley being proud that Demi won. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah. Makes Um, sense. Also, Fucking bang over Matt. Wait, what'd you say, Rio? Did you did you you said that to tell Rob to suck it? Is that what you said, Rio? <laughs> whatever. Sorry. Whatever. Sorry. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm just giving you shit, bro. Um, yes. Absolutely it's... fantastic match. Um, I'm happy you didn't go on last for this one reason. I am a firm believer and a, a staunch supporter of the women. And if we're gonna be equity isn't equality. We need to have more equity, right? So, but I'm a big proponent of the best story has to main, right? And so the tag titles, the thing that we, that WWE has done a terrible job of showing over the past 20 years, but the tag titles are world championships. Yeah. We forget that. They're not mid-card titles. They are world championships. Um, But there needs to be a better story. Story be damned. This match may have been the best match on the show. It was my best. It was my favorite match of night one, at least, if not both nights. Okay, just for thirty seconds, I want to touch on something Rob said that I think is very relevant. Yes, because Charlotte and Rhea are of a bigger frame and size and height, they can do things other wrestlers can't. But the the fact that they're, 
I like it to how Taker has his best matches against smaller people. The fact that they're able to work every style, but every now and then, the thing that the women's division doesn't have enough of is bruising, like brutal fights in as matches, right? Because yeah, a lot of these women who are in WWE now have been trained by the PC, so it's it's step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, which is fine because they make it work well. But they went out there and said, "Fuck, we fighting," and you could tell. And it was such a very, very, very good match. And Rhea should not be able to sell the way she she should with her frame. Yeah. But like she sells things that she does. Like, oh, this this motherfucker broke a neck. Yeah, like, she's so good. There's. I would equate this match to Walter and Gunther. When, yes. when you talk about it being good. like a, yes. it felt like a real fight. They went out there and they smashed mouth, bruised each other up. I would rank it right up there with Walter and or with uh, Gunther and and Sheamus. Straight up, straight up, straight up. I completely agree, and that's good because diversity in styles is good. Yeah, and we've talked about on this show before. A lot of people of the you know these dainty little women. We can't treat them a certain way. No, let them go out and fight. Let them go out and smash mouth a little bit. I'm okay with it. Think about the world we live in, because quick tangent. All this bullshit about Angel Reese talking all this shit to Caitlin Clark when Caitlin Clark was talking shit to everybody in the in the entire tournament. Women can do everything men can do. Let them talk. Absolutely. Let them get why? dirty. Let them get also, bloody. Let them fight. There, Let them get bruised. Why is, why is everyone getting upset? Because you know who wasn't ex- upset at all? Caitlin Clark. Well, yeah, she was just you like, know, yeah, I, I can answer that for you, Jason, because you got to say the white girl from the mean ghetto black girl. Well, yeah. yeah. And that's and that's really what this boiled down to. Yeah. And 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 by the way, the white girl from the down homes country of country area of Iowa. Right. From the black uh, girl, girl down there in the swamp. That's yeah. what that was about. <laughs> ah. But yeah, I mean, like you said, the women's division needs, needs more of that. And because. Yeah. Um. Because and see what happens is because I've just noticed this from like from watching more and more of the NXT stuff. A lot of those girls are getting trained to do the exact same things. Cause they all one thing, you, PC. yeah. Um, hey, like for hey. example, like like the uh, throw your opponent in the corner, hit them, run back out, do the cartwheel, and then run back in the corner. Like they're all doing that. Like, um, you know, I mean, I know Liv does that a lot, but I've seen Thea Hale does that. They got Roxanne doing it now, and I've seen just several of the girls that they're that are PC trained. Like they're all doing that. Right. And it's almost like a paint by numbers type of thing they're doing with them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we need more of this. And right. And or we need we need they need more matches with with women who work different. Right. Uh, then then because and that's important. And and they did that here. And yeah, just, you know, well, I've said enough. Um, but OK. Yeah. All right. but can't say anymore. Look, I go on all day about this one. This is freaking great. All in all, this is one that I will go back and watch probably. Up, and I don't watch many matches back, but I will go back and watch this one. So we uh, next up, we had a surprise return from one Mr. Pat McAfee. We coming back to... We really go talk I mean, to Yeah, whatever. I mean, Pat McAfee, it was a two-minute... What, two-minute match? No, excuse me, I'm sorry. Three minutes and 40 seconds. We had an impromptu Pat McAfee versus The Miz... I mean, not much to say here. Miz was the perfect punching bag, and it was fantastic to see Pat. 
So anybody got anything to say here? All I'm going to say is give Miz his fucking flowers. Fuck all you yes. guys with Miz sucks and all your takes on the internet wrestling community. Yeah. Yeah. Give the Miz his flowers. That's all I'm going to say. No, no, enough. No, anything anybody else has had to say? Because Miz won. Yeah, anything, I have to, anything I have to say about Miz this, we'll say when we get to the Miz part for night two. Okay. There you go. And then uh, uh, let's see here. Rob, did you have anything you wanted to add here? Oh, nope. For Pat? All right. No, nope. it's always good to see Pat. That's all. Always good to see Pat. So finally, we have the main event. And now that I watch it, watch them happen, uh, I think we all kind of agreed that, yeah. I said before going into this show that, yes, I could see a world where the SmackDown Women's Championship main event's night one. After seeing those matches in totality, I'm glad it didn't, considering how fucking good this was. Because uh, we had the main event, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn finally did successfully defeat the Usos for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Thus, Sami Zayn, thus completing his story. Ladies and gentlemen who don't know the story that you were being told for eight months or whatever, that, you know, the story was not about Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. The story was about Jey Uso and Sami Zayn. So, uh, all in all, as much as I hated to see, you know, my dogs lose their titles, you know, it was it was the right move. The story was perfect. The finish was perfect. It could go on and on and on, but I don't need to because it just was it was exactly what it needed to be. Uh, Ray, what do you think about this? Um. I'm not I told you so guy, and I'm not going to say that now, but I will say for those of you who were bitching about Sammy not getting the world title match, I hope you see with your own eyes the purpose of how everything played out. I think, call me Mark, call me stupid, I think the fact that this dude had a tag title match, main event night of WrestleMania, to the point where they were flown in the morning to Good Morning America, like that level is a is a bigger win to me than winning a world title. Because anybody can win a world title. That's the first world tag world title tag team title match that's ever main event of WrestleMania. And only the second tag match tag tag match to main event of WrestleMania since they fucking started the Mania thing. Right? Yeah. Also, small side note. The fact that my boy did this during the month of Ramadan, Ramadan Mubarak, my boy, like, oh yeah, very yeah. proud of you for that. Jeez, yeah. the match was beautiful, and I I feel bad because Kevin Owens doesn't get a lot of conversation in this. It's been kind of framed more as Sammy and the Usos because of the whole thing, and Kevin did his part. I appreciate the fact that Kevin has has achieved everything. Everything in the WWE main event of the WrestleMania, won the world title, done this, done that. And he's kind of ta- willingly taking a second seat to letting Sammy have his moment. Um, the finish of that match is beautiful. The 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 kickouts, while I, I get a little bored of the 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 typical finisher kickouts, just seemed a little different in this match. This, this is a match with the gravitas, with the story where you that actually are hanging on by every single kickout. It's not just, oh, how many kickouts will this be? Because that affects yes. my star rating. And the fact that you said that, there's a there's a spot where 
where uh, Sammy finally kicked out of the 1D. And yeah. he turns it. I love how Sammy moves when he's on the ground. Like, he turns his whole body. And he's not. Even, he's just looking like glass-eyed. And he's just starting to do the shaking thing with his head. And you're, it's just such a beautiful sell. Because you can see the guy basically telling the world, I got nothing left, but my body's taking over. I can't control this shit. Yeah. And the part where both of them stand up to do the standoff, and Kevin picks him up and says, we're not done yet. Come on. Just such a debut. If you go on Twitter and you go to at myth underscore gifts, my boy is writing a book about Kevin and Sammy, but he he tells beautiful stories like 10, 20, 30, sometimes 50 tweet stories about them, where they started and where they ended and the connections and callbacks to what they did in Ring of Honor or PWG, whatever. <clears throat> Long story short, because how you can how you talked about Charlotte, Rob, I could talk about this match. As beautiful as can be, the Usos were the most amazing foils. And I don't mean to make the parallels to the main event, because this isn't the point, but there will be parallels. But there is the point of wrestling is for the good guy to vanquish the bad guy, but the bad guy has to beat the good guy so bad for the fans to want it to where it matters. This is the perfect example of that entire point of what wrestling is about and that the Usos vanquished everybody, everybody for a year and a half. And the only team that they, that could beat them was a team that they forced together. And that is just such a beautiful dichotomy and the three Haluva kicks and holding him like he did, uh, holding Jay like he did Kevin at Battleground, looking at him, and you he even said, "I'm sorry, I had to do this," and then threw his ass back, and then hit him with that last. Just it's just some beautiful. It, this is cinema. Scorsese. This is Hunter Scorsese at his best. Mwah. Don't tell your boy what was it, uh, Reg? Oh yeah, right, right. Is Reg the one that has a problem with cinema? Yeah, well, yeah, you got a lot of problems. Hey, with it, it didn't have enough moves, huh? Is that what it was? Yeah, exactly. whatever. I don't know. Whatever, dude. I, I tell you what, that callback with with the with him hugging him and the callback to Battleground, that yeah. match with Sammy and KO at Battleground still stands my test of time for those little nuances where Sammy holds him and he's got Kevin and he just looks up. He's like, and you just see like everything just wash away from Sammy. Like I've cleansed myself. This Other is than, finally over. Other than the latter war and in, in, uh, in Ring of Honor that they had, which is the best match they'll ever they've ever had. Yeah. Sorry if you don't watch Ring of Honor. Go watch that shit. Other it's than on that, YouTube. It's on well, YouTube. Well, they were young it's men like, then. They could beat their bodies up like that. Well, that's true because the shit they did in that match, they should oh, never it, forget. It's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> but other than that match, the battleground match is the best thing they've ever done against each other. Yeah. No question. I'll agree with that. Um, anybody else have anything to say? Uh, yeah. About? Okay. Normally, if, if I watch this kind of match, I would have been like, oh, y'all doing too much. Yeah. Um, look, if, if Cammy, if Sammy and Kevin were in, in there with Matt and Nick, and Nick Jackson, I, I would be giving it the uh, "this is shit" award. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, because well, because the difference is if they were in there with Matt and Nick Jackson, they would have given one of them a spike power driver, and they would have hopped up ten seconds later. Um, or or they would you know did done a Canadian destroyer on the apron, and the guy would have kicked out at two or something. Right. Uh, but, um. So, you know, I mean, yeah, they did, they did get pretty indie-rific in there, but this is one of those times where it's like, okay, I'll allow it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, it will, 
it's like I said, the, it's because it, the match had the gravitas to back it up. Right. And it makes sense getting up despite all that stuff being thrown at you. This, the, Yes, this is one of those fights where you would do that. And it's not, you know, it's not like every week on television they're doing this, right? Um, no, this is mm. the match. Like, this is where you 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 dig deep and you you find the guts to 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 go through it all. Yeah, but 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 I am going to break out the shovel one more time here. Oh, for all mm-hmm. of you people who came out there and said that these two men should go to the root beer company so they can so they can. Ooh, re- I said the same shit. I said so the they, same shit. So yeah. that they can so they could try and do the same match again, the one that Ray was talking about from Ring of Honor. Y'all wanted them to go to the root beer company and do the same, do that match at when they're both almost 40 years old and Sammy has two bum shoulders and KO has probably knees and probably ain't worth a damn right now. Okay. And, but y'all wanted them to go to the root beer company and we try wanted to wrestle. We wanted ladder wars <laughs> part two. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. That's what, that's what some of y'all wanted them to do. Okay. And some of you people were looking at, <laughs> at Kevin slumped in the corner when he was acting in character and y'all thought that he was like, actually disgusted about his job okay and y'all wanted them to go to the root beer company unreal and he and kevin went subsequently directly after that and main evented two wrestlemanias yes yes i'd say he made the right business decision yeah and i think sammy did too right and you know and um so that that's all i mean that's all i got on that yeah yeah because sammy might not have main evented last year but he definitely showcased it was um, a highlight of the night. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, anybody got anything else to say about main event night one? Nope. Congratulations to those two guys. It was an yep. incredible exclamation point on what's been an incredible story. Over under nine months on it when Kevin turns on them. Um, nine weeks, brother. Nine weeks. <laughs> under nine weeks. They're going to play this to the least summer slam, dog. I think. I think you yeah. got to that much. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Again, I know we talked about it a little bit last week, and then Jay teased it in the promo on Friday night on SmackDown. But honestly, I would have popped to the moon if Kevin turned on in mid match. I, I called him. it. I, I think I called it. I know you did. And show, as soon as it I was had, like, KO is turning on this kid. <laughs> it hadn't uh, crossed my mind once, but then you said it on the show. And then Jay, and what is one of my favorite things to mention, is hey, a character on the show said this into a microphone, which, by the way, Paul Heyman said Roman Reigns is creeping up on 1,000 days as champion about two weeks ago, and then it was never mentioned again. Hmm, I wonder about that. So he was foreshadowing to, uh, you know, may, might not have been a prediction, might have been something called a spoiler. But uh, in any case, um, yeah, that I forget where we're going with that, but we started the opening night of night two. What, Ray? Oh, you're good. Okay. Uh, All right. Before we talk night two, we're going to take a quick break. I want to invite you all to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot from there. After listening to us in your ears for over two years, you can finally wear us on your body. That's right. The Mindless Wrestling Podcast has a t-shirt now available on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Go check that out as well as the other chair shot uh, podcasts that are represented there on the uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. Go check it out. Pick one up for yourself. Pick one up for your spouse, your loved one, your kids, 
Easter is coming to make a nice Easter gift. We're getting into spring. It's almost t-shirt and tank top weather. Go check that out and pick one up. As we get into night two, we got a lot to talk about here. I want to remind you that tomorrow night is going to be a supplemental episode of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. We are going to be talking the fallout of all things WrestleMania and a lot of the news spinning out of the uh, WWE territory, uh, news of the sale slash whatever you want to call it. Uh, with uh what was it endeavor is the parent company they're merging kind of with ufc we'll have a little bit more of that to talk about as well as the internet wrestling community fallout from all of that news that vince mcmahon may be back in charge of creative everybody holding their breaths waiting to find out what the next nugget of news is we're going to break down the insanity tomorrow night with pc tunny and possibly ray cash unfortunately jason will be absent tomorrow night we will miss him but we are going to soldier forth jason would you like to take over the night two duty, sir? Bubba, you got to unmute yourself. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, (laughs) D.C. God love him. He's still new at this. I don't want to unmute myself. I I was having fun (laughs) screaming into the void. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so we started off night two with a kaiju battle like no other. We had Brock Lesnar defeating Omas in a very, very quick match. Um, but honestly, one of my favorite phrases, it did everything it needed to do. And what were we saying the whole time? We are building this whole dang thing to Omas getting F5'd. And what did we say? And it was glorious. So I don't have much else to say about that guy, DJ. Uh, you know what? This was fun, and kudos to Brock for going out there for selling for almost. Uh, and it was it was a heavy hitting match. I mean, almost was almost was working the back. You know, throwing the forearms into the back, throwing the elbow into the back, and Brock was selling like a million bucks. And then we saw the bear hug. Tell me you didn't pop for a good. Yes, I yes, love a yes, good yes, bear yes, hug. Yes, yes. And almost is the right guy, and Brock's the right guy to put a bear hug on. You're trying to choke the wind out of him, get Brock worn down, and work on the back so he can't get you up in that F5. I, you know what? I this match was what maybe five minutes, which is about what we expected it to go. Yeah. And it was a hell of a lot of fun from start to finish, man. Robbie, got anything? Oh, I thought well, you, I didn't hear him right there. No, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Um, see, I, I wish they could have gone another minute or two. Um, I don't disagree. Um, and but for what it was, it, it was it was really good. And the fact that we've never seen Brock get thrown, Brock let that man throw him around the ring. 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, Man. I can't remember the last time I saw Brock actually get like thrown. Yeah, even I mean, like even in the SummerSlam main event, like Roman didn't ever like yeah, Bro- toss Bro- him. No, Brock doesn't get thrown around, right? He didn't uh, even let Braun Strowman throw him around like that. Yeah, not like uh, that. No, no. Uh, so that itself was just like you know a, something just different, and then um. Yeah, for for what it was, it 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 was great. It was fun, and and look, we we knew when when they had the segment, like was it last Monday, when Brock the way Brock was moving around during then, like you you knew then that he he was gonna you know, we weren't gonna get mailed in Brock this time. We you knew then just about how he was moving around when the whole thing with the scale and everything. Yeah. So, and you know, so yeah, he came in. He came to work. He you know he bumped around. Uh. And I mean, it, it ended the way all, we all thought it would. And yeah, so for I mean, for what it was for that type of match, it, it, it was great. It was a lot of fun, and I, I really enjoyed it. There you go, Ray. Do you have anything to add for Brock Lesnar versus Omas? Fun. I uh, I'm gonna miss Cowboy Brock. That's probably the most yeah. fun portion of his career. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. the fact that he's actually having fun for once. Yeah. Visibly having fun. Yeah. yeah. My only, dis- my only disappointment about this match was, and it had to be short because Omos isn't ready to go that far by that long by himself yet, I don't think. No. Nor should he at that size, right? I don't right. know if right. you should. No. My only disappointment is it took it one at five. A man that big, it should take yeah, he, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because he's so big, but I would have liked to have seen him take a little more and broadcast to pull more gumption because if we're going to sell this as David versus Goliath, Although David, as a Goliath in his own right, right, <laughs> then you know, it, I just thought it should have took a little more to beat Omas. Um, it didn't hurt Omas, but I think Omas could have came out of this looking a lot better than he than he than he could than he could have. Uh, but no, it did his job. It was fun. I wouldn't yeah. have made it the opener if you only knew it was going to be five minutes or four minutes, or whatever. But eh, it's fun. Well, you know, we know why I was opening because you know Brock was wheels up, baby, knock yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, Brock, yeah, yeah. Cena stole the Brock plan with get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Although yeah. the it, the hilarity of Omas's entrance taking longer than the match that is yeah right, take the levels. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you, and I'm going to take a minute here to give Omas his flowers. That dude got his ass up for a couple of those German suplexes, and that's oh, yeah. a yeah. big dude to be taking that bump, man. And, He's a basketball. And what player. did I tell you? Like the German suplexes were almost more impressive than the F5. Yep. Well, we've Absolutely. seen this man F5 Mark Henry, F5 uh, Big right. Joe, thousands of times. So the F5 wasn't the the length was more impressive than the girth. Right. right. But the Big Show's heavier. But to, but the Jason's no, and Big Show was big when he was. Yeah. Bad. That was but big, to, Big Show. To Jason's uh, point, flipping that man over his head. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. And German suplexes right. were, were good. All right. That's enough talk about length and girth. So we're going to go on to the, uh, in the name of equity and equality, just as the men had a gay get everybody on the show tag team match uh, at the beginning of night one. So we had with the women for night two, we had the women's WrestleMania showcase. So we had Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Defeating, un, unsurprisingly, defeating Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, also Natalia and Shotzi, and finally 
Chelsea Green, and Sonia Deville. So, yeah, this match was a thing that happened, and Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler won. Ray? The right team won. Clearly, this was a vehicle for them. Um, I appreciate that Ronda, before the injury, because that's a whole different conversation, said, I want to go to the tag division. I want to tag my homie. Let's build them up. I appreciate that. But if there is, this is the wrong time maybe to say this, because right now, knowing what we know in hindsight, there's a lot of negative shit you could say about WWE if you wanted to. But one long-standing negative has been not how they've handled the tag division, but the fact that they don't give a fuck about making tag teams in the women's tag division. Yeah. And this is a failure of that. Like, I can accept Liv and Raquel because they've teamed off and on for the entirety of Raquel's tenure on the main roster. But what the fuck do Shotzi and Natty have in common? Nothing. What? And, and Natty Gal- looked awkward as hell wearing that helmet, too. Yeah. And it just didn't look... That aesthetically, was, that, that looked odd. And, that was your and, uncool aunt trying to, like, fit in with the kids. 100%. Yes. And I'm, and I'm, I'm happy Sonya got the moment. But that's I'm I don't know what happened to Mella because she was there. She appeared. She did this. I don't know what happened to her physically. I don't know what she's still going through. Or whatever. Because Chelsea and 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 Mella make sense together. They had storyline that was building them together. But you you had to have an extra women's match on the card to get more women on. So I'm fine with it. The match wasn't great, but it wasn't great because there weren't great tag teams. Yeah, Ronda was hurt. Apparently, I, I I missed it, but I heard that Shayna got hurt in the match. Yeah, Shayna got hurt in the match. Apparently, Jesus. And, and so and so and the rest of them, it just, I. You have too many fucking good women in the company, to not say here you and you nine months you're together don't do shit else you and you, it just doesn't make sense to me, dog, and it it disappoints me because this match. Could have been as good as the men's if it had the right people in the right teams. Yeah. I think well, some of the women in it really tried. Like, Shotzi really tried. And I'm not saying, you know, of the ten women in there, was it two, four, six, eight? Was it ten? Yeah. Ten eight, women? Eight. eight I'm eight, sorry. Eight, I can't eight. count. I'm, I'm not so good with the math these days either. I don't do English well. I don't do math well. Rob but you can count to three, brother. You're right. I can count to three while I'm looking at the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's the math nerd of the show. Um, All all eight women went out there, and they they did what they could have done. There were a couple women that I really felt like tried to make it special. You know, Liv is Liv, and when they powerbombed her outside (laughs) onto the girls, I popped for that. Shotzi, there's a great moment where Shotzi is, there's, I think it was Sonya and Chelsea are standing in the ring, and you got, like, there were the cameras, and you got Shotzi in the back standing on the turnbuckle, just staring at him, waiting on him before she could hit the, uh, the was it the body press or something? I thought it was yeah. a great visual, um, but all in all, I I wanted more. And be, only because I want more for the women. Yeah, I truly right. do. I, I want more for the women. I want them to be able to sink their teeth into more. I agree with Ray. I think if you're going to have a, if you're not going to really, really commit to the women's tag team division, get rid of the fucking belts. Get rid of the fucking belts. Or like Ray said, you and you, you're a team. You and you, you're a team. You guys want something? You want TV time? This is what we're doing. Let's commit to it. Let's fucking go with it. 
I'm good. Or I mean, just unify unify them with the NXT ones and make them some sort of roaming title. I don't know. Well, originally, oh, but, they did that before they before they, they, they did the right. NXT. And you well, and then you never actually used the roaming part, like effectively anyway. Well, Sasha and Bailey awesome were the only that. ones that really roamed down there and defended. Exactly. So and then then they never touched on the gimmick again, really. Yeah, so, and I I popped for it. I thought it was a great idea. Oh yeah, that's great, and it's a great idea. Like you know, you have. A couple of proven people that you can slap the belts on, and then you say, "Hey, go wrestle these people for three months down in NXT." Yeah, go, yeah. Well, actually, know, get them Kyrie, along. Oscar and go Kyrie eat. did it once. Oh, okay, oh, you're right. You're right. The Kabuki Warriors did it. Yeah, they they wrestled um, Dakota and Tegan once down there in NXT. But well, that's it. So so what happened? Spend three months down there and wrestle like every month and defend them for three months as if they were the NXT titles. Just hang out in NXT for three months. Hey, you want a title? You want a title shot at the Women's Tag Team Championship? Guess what? You got to go find it on NXT. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Um, but in any case, uh, did anybody have anything else to say um, about this match? Just, I, uh, no, really, well, I, I got nothing to say that y'all didn't already say. Um, it's forgettable. And, yeah. you know, I'm just waiting. Like, how many of these teams are going to be together by the end of the month? Yeah. Uh, when we say forgettable, let's not hang that on the heads of the talent. Let no, me be no. very clear here. I do not hang that on the talent. No, it's just and it's that's it's, on it's, the company. They were put in a terrible position. And um so. and and again, um the company did nothing to make us to, to make this match important. And you know, um yeah, this is just you know, yeah, I'll break the shovel out again for the company on this one because, you know, uh, you know, and look, I, look, I, you know, y'all know I call this the wacky tag team match, you know, that they have at WrestleMania every year with the women's yeah. tag teams, and, and then by the end of April, half the teams in the match have, have been broken up, and so <laughs> now, you know, we're on the clock here because uh, well, we know Ronda and Shane will stay together, and well, we know Natty and Shotzi are done because they were there for this one match. Um, and then when Carmella's ready to go, I'm assuming her and Chelsea will, will go forward from here. And like y'all said, you know, good for Sonya to get a match on the card um, this year. That look, they should have got, they should have given her a partner last year and put her in the wacky tag team match because she deserved it then too. Um, other than that, I mean, yeah, waiting for Raquel to turn on live, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, yeah. All right. Poor. All right, so moving on, we had the we, now we rapidly shift gears into I'm gonna call it the Big E Invitational because oh my God, this triple threat we had a triple threat for the WWE Intercontinental Championship with the championship Gunta defeating his challengers Sheamus. And Andy Mack. So, wow. What? I mean, it's... Ex- it, it was three locomotives running into each other. It was, it, you know, uh, it was meaty men slapping meat. I'll say it. Um, and everything that I love about professional wrestling. Uh, the end spot with the double power bomb was absolutely brutal. And probably something that I'm going to remember forever. It might might have been one of the best. In terms of finishes, it might have been my favorite of the evening, uh, aside from the main event. So, 
Uh, DJ, what did you have for the Intercontinental Meaty Men Slap and Meat Showcase? Definitely did not end the way I thought. I thought they were going to finally give Sheamus his flowers. Uh, but all in all, man, this this may, and this is not a knock on the main event, from an overall brutality standpoint, this was probably my match of the night. Um, and, and very, very, I won't say very rarely, but it's not very, very often that WWE advertises a match a certain way and the match absolutely lives up to the hype. You know, when we talked about the, the they advertised Orton and Edge as the greatest wrestling match ever. And they had uh, Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins eye for an eye match. And they just didn't quite live up to it. They promised this match was going to be a slugfest from day one. And it was absolutely a slugfest from start to finish. I loved it. And this is a match that I'll go back and watch again and again. Um, yeah, I, absolutely a banger. Another banger. I also like that you are saying that finally the co- you thought that the company would finally give four-time world champion Sheamus his flowers. It ain't done till so. it's done, Bubba. He needs the Intercontinental Championship. Finish the story. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we ain't about finishing stories here, pal. We're, we're about making new ones. Uh, Rob, what did you have for the uh, um, big invitational? Yeah, yeah, all, all the stars. I mean, they, they, yep. they just absolute just total violence and just look. This is this is the type of stuff I want to see. Okay, and I, you know, and to the point where yeah, I am a bit prejudiced against the, the, the flippy stuff because this is what I want all the time. Make um, me believe it. That's all yeah. I ask. Yeah, I this this is what I, I want this this is what I want all the time. This was right. Look, look you could put these guys in the all Japan ring in like 1990. Oh and, my god! You know, Anoki uh, would have loved these guys. Oh yes. yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I mean, you could have put you could have you could have run this match in all Japan in 1990 and and yeah. Um. So hell yeah, this was this was great, man. And yeah, I just man, I love all three of these guys, and you know, you can just watch them go all the time. And you know, again, you know, and it's uh, Gunther is especially well. Now Gunther is great even with smaller guys. Um, He's a good all-around worker. Yeah, and but the three of these guys together, oh my goodness, yeah, they just oh man, it's great. Again, can watch it over and over and over again. Oh yeah, infinitely watchable. Ray, do you have anything here? We've all, everybody's gonna bloviate about how amazing this match was. This match was God. Maybe usurped Clash of the Castle. Maybe. Drew Drew mm-hmm. McIntyre is a masochist because he clearly loves getting beat the shit beat out of him. Um But I will say this. In hindsight, this is what I should have known how the night was gonna go. The fact that Seamus didn't get his moment. And Gunther retained should have told me how the night was going to go. <laughs> yeah, that, that because, was foreshadowing. Because this match led on with the next three matches. I'm not counting the bullshit with Miz, but this match led, and all the all three of this match and the rest of the three afterwards, all you could argue, you guys won't, but it could be argued had the wrong winner. I might not disagree with one of those because that there were two Ooh. matches over the whole weekend that I would have booked differently. One of them is one of the ones you're talking about. Yeah, again, I, I, again I I'm agree. not bitching because I'm fine there, with but... the way it worked out. But yeah, yeah, 
if 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 Sheamus would have won this match, my God, I think Los Angeles would have popped. You might oh, have actually, blown the roof off the place. You might have actually seen yeah. the San Andreas fault crack. Like <laughs> my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> so, uh, anybody else want to have any last words about the uh, Big E Invitational? Oh, one more small thing. Not not doing the match, but can I tell you one thing I love about Gunther? Mm. Gunther has a finisher now, The Last Symphony. The Emerald Emerald Flosion, shout out to, you know, that move there. But I love the fact that he don't use it unless he need to. I'm going to beat your ass with a chop. I'll beat your ass with a splash. I'll powerbomb you. I'll clothesline you. It's just brute force, bro. I love that. Yes. Yeah, that is a very cool feature. Sorry, Jason. I just wanted to point out. No, you're good, man. Uh, um, I mean, Snoop Dogg and the Miz, that, ha- that happened. We can oh, say yeah, um, just, I mean, that. Shane McMahon, you know, officially joined the, you're too old to be in the shit club. Yep. Same, same <laughs> deal as Cena. I had, so maybe I, it was Cena was extra on my mind. Cause Shane also was one of those categories where again, for the first time in my human being life, I looked at Shane McMahon and said, you he looks old yeah so he, yeah this this was just a very unsettling weekend for me guys all right but uh, you're, you're realizing me. your own mortality are you welcome <laughs> to mine and rob's world exactly because yeah, um this reminded <laughs> me i think i probably told this story before this guy came played basketball who was like he must have been in his 40s or 50s and for like about 20 minutes he was crossing people up and shaking people and doing all of this and then and then he went and then one time he went he went down the court and he went down and he did not get up. <laughs> oh, no. And he never played basketball. And we, again. and we never, we never, exactly, we never saw him again. <laughs> this is why my old ass doesn't get back in the ring. You know, I've got a dude I could reach out to tomorrow and probably be in the ring this weekend, but do it. One, what? And then, Guido, Guido. What? Hell no. I'm like, yeah, I'm like Detective Murtaugh, man. I'm too old for this shit. You can call your chiropractor on Monday, and you can say, hey, Bubba, clear your schedule for the next three months, because I made a mistake. Um, quick, quick note on the Miz, on the Shaman Man thing. Number one, McMahon curse. Now all three McMahon men have blown quads in the ring. Yep. Yep. Number two, I, I teased it earlier. You, you guys, of course, you're a Celtics fan. We all watch basketball here, right? Yeah, you remember how Rasheed Wallace used to say "ball don't lie" when he got a tech, and they shot or free, and he didn't think he deserved it. So if you shoot the shot and the ball don't go in, the ball don't lie. So the ball basically saying you was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the mat don't lie, bro, because some spots that Pat McAfee and uh, and uh, Shane had with Miz, Bobby Lashley and L.A. Knight deserve to be on that fucking card. Yes, the yeah. fact that they only paraded Bobby Lashley out there to show off the. Uh, oh yeah, one he came yeah. out there and, and then you thought they were going to do something. It looked like he was heading down to the ring, and then they cut him off and went to yeah, something else. I'm like, off. the yeah. fuck was that? Yeah, like I thought yeah. we were doing something with this guy. He's been teasing for days. And if you're gonna have, if you're gonna have Snoop call Miz out, why couldn't Bobble come out? Right. I thought that's the where they were going to go with it. Yeah. Like. I, I and I get it. The Pat McAfee thing was a shock. I get it. He comes back randomly cool. The Shane one was also a legit shock. But do we need to see Shane McMahon at this stage of the game? No. One thing I will say, and again, this is something WWE does very well when they called the audible with Snoop. 
Oh yeah, yeah. like and shout just out, called it. And, and to kudos Jessica to Carr. Snoop. Shout out to Jessica, Jessica Carr. Carr. Jessica Carr. Yeah, she called yeah. it yeah, absolutely. But kudos to Snoop for being up there and, and getting in there and doing what needed to be done. I, you know, for all the negative I could say, and I agree with you, they should have done something with Lashley in one of those two segments. For them to adjust on the fly like that was pretty killer. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, since since we're speaking of Jessica Carr, um, the, the both women's matches had two historic things: Charlotte and Rhea. Right up. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, yeah. women's match, women referee, woman ring announcer, and what we're going to get to next: um, Bianca and Oscar, also woman referee. Uh, Asia. Asia. Yeah. She's Asia, so good. Asia Ruffin, because that's really Leon Ruff's wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Her, yeah. She's so good. She really is. She's so excellent. She is. I mean, with res- with respect to uh to Lil Nate and uh I know his name is Rudy Charles. What is it, Dan Engler now? But he's Rudy Charles yeah. to me for TNA. Jessica and Asia may end up being the lead refs very soon. There I that so, wouldn't shock me at all. So they do one of my favorite things, and it's so it's something Charles Robinson does very, very well. It's the refs, okay, in the more normal sports, refs should be seen, like, seen, not heard kind of deal. You know, you're not the, the show. Just make the calls, make the whatever. Okay, this the is... The anti-Aubrey Edwards, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, to be fair to Aubrey in some regards, this is wrestling. This is sports entertainment. You are a character in like this story. Yeah. Like Red Shoes is, too. Like Red Shoes, like Charles Robinson, just the way they... And and Jess and Asia do both do this very, very well. Just the way they move. They, they make themselves... They move and they are noticed, but they are not the center of attention. Just yeah. to how they jump down for a cover or for a count, how they do move in the ring... Um, how they announce like announce things. They're just very, very good at that at riding that lightning. So shout out to them for that. Um, and yes, in Rob, Rob is correct. We are going to get to that uh, women's championship match next, in which Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, defeated her challenger Asuka in a match. I mean, the match was very, very good in my opinion. I was kind of shocked, um, but. I wondered if they were going to pull the rug out from under you, but again, with how some of the other matches went this evening, uh, that evening rather, uh, I can see why they would just play it safe and let Bianca win, and hey, we'll all call, be happy and have call it a good time. So, Ray, Mr. Cash, what do you had on the women, the Raw Women's Champion? I, I got a little bit for this one. First and foremost, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Oscar's 0-6, I believe. 0-5 or 0-6 now at WrestleMania. The fuck are we doing here? I don't believe wins and losses matter at all. But if she's not big enough to be celebrating at the end of a WrestleMania show, but she keeps getting these marquee matches, then you're basically telling me that she doesn't matter. You're Ziggler, you're Ziggler-ing her to me. And, and uh, that's fine, because... That's fine. Everybody can't win. I get that. I'm not bitching about this, but I just Greg tried to Greg had a theory that for fans are turning on Bianca. That's clearly not fucking true. But I do believe that when you have your world champ who's held the titles for almost a thousand days, and your tag team champs who held the titles for five hundred days, and then you have your women's champ who held the title for three hundred plus days. 
something's got to give because you're not <clears throat> helping anybody up move up the card if you're if the titles are being stationary, right? It's not helping anybody. And so with that in that right, I thought it would be good to see Bianca lose and Oscar win to further the mystique of this Oscar character and to change Bianca's because the only criticism and my god I'm I am scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel when it comes to criticizing her because she is a fucking queen, a god among men here on earth. She is. But if I could just one, it's that from the moment she debuted in the Mae Young Classic to now, there is no difference in her character. She is the exact same person. And the greats have to learn to tweak and change a little bit. And I'm not saying she needs to be a completely different person. But I'm just saying, like, add to the character. And she hasn't. And she hasn't needed to. But she's not going to grow until she gets to that point. And losing helps you get to that point, in my opinion. However, the, in hindsight, I feel better about Bianca winning. Because when you hear the story about the little girl in the entrance. Mm. Oh, and, yeah. you know, if, you, if, if I may get a little personal from a, from a, from a black person perspective. We didn't, growing up as a black kid, especially a black kid in the areas of town that I'm from, and I don't know where, you're, where, where you grew up, Rob, but I know D.C.'s Chocolate City, so I imagine it's not the suburbs. But when you grow up in a place that's not, you know, that you don't see a lot of positive role models in situations unless they're a basketball player or, you know, or a football player or artist, right? To see someone like Bianca, who went to college and got a college degree, who was ultimate athlete, who can do all the things in the corporate world, look beautiful, makes her own stuff, all this stuff. You see a role model like that. To imagine what, what that would have felt like to little girls of my age when we were little, didn't have it, right? With respect to Jacqueline and Jazz, they weren't Bianca, right? So to see that and then to know in real time, because I'm a father of daughters, to see those girls come out, the, the Compton girls dance trip, whatever they were called, right? From Compton. You know what I'm saying? Because she had an HBCU player last year, year. Then she had the girls from Compton come and dance with her. And then the little girl get to give her that moment where it was nobody else on the screen but her. 80,000 people looking at her the day her mom died. Yeah. That little girl to have the gumption and, and the heart to say, I'm going to follow... Would you say DJ finished the story? Yep. You know what I'm saying? And to have the moment with Bianca. And then even to have the segment where Kathy Kelly interviewed him and all the girls came back on and she gave that's bigger than wrestling. So it for is. that, I'm fine with her with her winning. The wrestling story said that she should have lost, but that usurped wrestling to me. So the human story, it does. The human mm. story stands out yeah. more than the wrestling story. I'm done. Rob, I'm sorry. Uh, so our, our boss was actually very critical of this match. Of, he was. Yeah. Um, I thought it was it was good. I mean, I thought there were there were a couple of stretches where, yeah, you could kind of see the obvious kind of, you know, coordination, cooperation, whatever you want to call it. Um. Yeah, and um, now because actually, you know, Ray and I had. A, Good conversation about this a few weeks ago on uh, my podcast, and with Bianca, it's just they're they're kind of well, they've kind of run out of stuff for her to do. 
or I, or they've run out of interesting stuff for her to do. Right. Um, I mean, people are still interested in her plenty, but this was a chance to, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, to me, you know, they could, they could have, they could have done like a DQ finish or something here. You know, had Oscar, you know, spare the mist and get DQ'd or something. They could have done that and continued this on. I think they, you know, one match out of 13 where that happened, I don't, I don't think is, you know, a, you know, war crime or anything, right? Uh, <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, you know, Oscar hasn't won a match yet. And the way she got beat here is just kind of like, okay, well, on to the next one. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, like I think, well, look, I think Bianca has a date with the Money in the Bank briefcase later on this year. Um, Is that because she's going to get Charlotte it? Well, by the time somebody else did. <laughs> and in fact, and, and I know just the person to, to give it to her. Okay. Ooh. All right. Okay. Hey. But um, anyway, um, yeah, just, yeah, I mean, this was, it was a good match. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad or anything. It's just, again, kind of, I guess, forgettable just just meaning that i'm out watching again but yeah i'm not going to be like dialed in and like really paying attention or anything like that just it's it's a step above skipping you know know. there you go dj yeah yeah, i'm online with that I, i see where greg was coming from it seemed like the chemistry was off and he kept you know and obviously bianca when you compare overall ring time she's the more green. Obviously, Asuka's the ring veteran, so you're going to look at you're going to look at Bianca and say, okay, Bianca was off. Bianca was off. To me, both of their chemistry just seemed off. Like it wasn't a bad match. There were some cool spots in there. There was some some good stiff, hard hitting stuff going on in there. And I realized what they were trying to do. The story, such as they were given, because we talked about the fact that there really wasn't much of a a build yeah. behind this match to begin with. But for what they were given, I think the two girls worked extremely well with it. Um, I'm okay with the finish. I would like to have seen Asuka win again just so she can have one Mania win, but I'm not going to breathe heavy over that. I do agree with Ray. One of the reasons why I wanted Bianca to lose, she needs some adversity. She needs something. She has been riding this wave for damn near two years, and she, aside from that little embarrassing SummerSlam moment with Becky, Bianca has not missed creatively since she debuted on the main roster. Like, she's decimated everyone. And it has been just her standing at the top of the mountain, which is great. You know, she's obviously and, and very much a, a a face of the company, and she should be. But at the same time, it's time to see that character face some adversity. It, definitely not in a 26-second squash. But I, I think her her losing to Asuka would, have been not, would not have been shameful at all. And it would have presented that character with some, okay, now what? How did I lose? Like, I'm Bianca Belair. I don't lose. How did I lose? How did this happen? Let's let's figure this out. And to your point, the excuse for the 26-second squash was always, well, I was supposed to wrestle Sasha. She didn't show up, so I was prepared to wrestle Carmella. Then Becky came out and tricked me with the, I'm going to shake your hand. Yeah. She's never been beat. Beat. Right, that, right. And see, that's what that's what needs to happen. She needs to get beat. And that's what I, I and Oscar would have been the right one to do it. Yeah. Um, yep. Just because Oscar's Oscar, and right. there's you know it's no no offense to this person, but it's not like it's getting you're losing to Carmella. 
Right. And now yeah. see the and, and see yeah. now the problem and the problem now is that okay, well Rhea is the SmackDown women's champion. So if you're gonna have somebody just beat her, there's only one person left and a whole lot of people will not go like that. Nope. Okay. I think uh, I think uh, there are there are people that you can build that aren't too far away. But I mean it's not a lot. You know, you're right. Oh, yeah. To just come that. out there and beat her, though, not not get. But the nobody's roll. gonna come beat her Monday. No, we're talking. No, no, no. no. It's it's WWE. No one, the heel isn't gonna beat them clean anyway. Right. Now, but, true. good point. But yeah, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't need to be two paragraphs of so and so. You know, it doesn't need to be the the finish of the main event um, for night two. Which is two paragraphs of so and so came out, and then he they hit so and so with their finisher, and they distracted the ref, and then this guy came out. No, no, it, yeah, it doesn't have to be all that. You but don't have she, to overbook the hell out of it. No, but but she well, right. she, like she needs to get beat though. Yeah, uh, and that, I mean like because remember like when Becky won the Royal Rumble earlier that night, she got beat by Oscar, right? Right. Um, everyone else has gotten beat. You know, Rhea of course has gotten beat. Charlotte has gotten beaten by people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, um. All these other top women have gotten beat, just going out there and gotten beat, right, by somebody. And so, like, she needs to get beat. And, you know, not with some, you know, not with somebody getting a drop on her like Becky did or not, like I said, a bunch of run-ins or interference or or even with the briefcase, because still that's somebody getting a drop on her, right? Like, like she needs needs to go, like, now she needs somebody to just, a one-on-one match, and just, I just, lost. I wasn't like, good enough. Right, like, how did this yeah. happen? Yeah. And so now, again, you know, and they've kind of, again, they, they've eliminated all the candidates to do that type of thing, except for one, and that's, you know, a lot of well, people. Well, the internet will melt down that day. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You talk about your internet Twitter fire. Go over Let's do it. Um, I'm all I'm all for it, honestly. Let's yeah, let's I like it. chaos and anarchy, next, so <laughs> next pay-per-view. Let's do it. So speaking of chaos and anarchy, we had a match full of it. We had a hell in a cell match where Edge defeated the demon Finn Balor. Three for three. Do you know what I'm saying? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Edge went Three for three in the feud against Finn Balor and well, no, Ed- no, Finn he won the last match. man standing match. Yeah, he lost, exactly. he lost that equipment. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I'm when I say three for three, I mean Gunther should have lost to Sheamus, Oscar should have oh, beat oh, oh. Bianca, and now Balor should have beat Edge. This right? was my other match that I would have booked to finish differently. I was wondering what your your match was, Ray, because I again even I see a world where Oscar. Bianca could have won and kept on trucking as she did, but uh, I didn't think that was as egregious as the other. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, especially with hindsight. But yeah, but as someone who really, excuse me, really loves the demon, and Finn Balor was one of my guys when I first got into back into WWE, and I discovered what NXT was. You know, I like. I don't know, man. I get it. It's Edge. He's a fucking Hall of Famer. I think twice over, you know. So we're talking a different stratosphere of people. We're talking a Hell in a Cell match. But at the same time, the demon Finn Balor has won a Hell in a Cell match with a broken fucking arm for for the Universal Championship. So, like, I don't know. Edge didn't need this. 
Finn kind of did, and I just think if Edge, if Finn was going to lose, I'd really prefer if he had just left the paint at home because there wasn't much of a point. Because if you're not even going to remotely touch or explain how how he lost to Roman in the freak, you know, God cut the ropes deal, then doing that and then handing him another pretty darn cl- – it was just a brutal match, I wouldn't say – you know, a pretty clean win and clean and decisive loss, I should say. I don't know. It kind of just takes the air out of that balloon. It takes the magic out of that character. It takes the, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, Goku went Super Saiyan, but I don't know. I've seen Goku die when he gets Super Saiyan. So, I don't know. It's just, it's different. I don't like it because I love the demon. Ray, I'm I'm getting lost and bitching too much. Well, no. So, yes, I'm with you. Edge should have lost, but I also understand that this is the thank you Edge tour because he's retiring at SummerSlam and, uh, after SummerSlam and Toronto when they're going to Toronto for something around that time. He's retiring then, right? So I get it. Get the last out of him, give him, do the honors, all that cool. Um, number one, the fact the entrances were dope, but they were in the light, which kind of took away from a little yep. bit. Yeah. I watching this match. Immediately, the first thing that made me horribly mad was Finn got he got cut, and Chad hadn't stopped the match. That pissed me off because in a regular match, cool, this is supposed to be hell in a cell, right? Right. Yeah. But then when you see the gas this motherfucker had, yeah, bro, bro. just wasn't just like right, a little bro. flesh wound. I yeah yeah no yeah you know what I'm saying like I thought yeah. I thought it was I thought it was like the Grand Canyon in his scalp yeah like okay yeah. I, I, I get yeah. you now like that that's real safety level stuff but they but they they made it work they 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 did better the match wasn't bad at all it was a fun match um but I'm with you Jason in that well first from us the only reason he he only reason the demon came out was because Edge asked for the demon. Basically, he said, I want to beat you at your best. The demon's most dangerous. I get that. Cool. That's a cool, almost the almost badass thing to do as babyface to say, I'm one of the baddest you got. Cool. I yeah. feel that. Sure. But at this point, Finn has been very adamant that he doesn't want to bring the demon out too often. And he's not going to use it just for merch or for um, toys or whatnot, right? So at this point, why why bring out the demon? The demon has to lose. I'm not trying to say that's the case. The demon has to lose. Everybody, everything has to lose. But if the demon's only gonna be brought out to lose. Yeah, that's the thing. Point. He, he just lost. Yeah. yeah, it kills the point. And then the last win he has was that stupid little silly squash he had against was it Lashley at Mania 35? Oh, yeah. Which yeah. was like five minutes. If that, yeah, I forgot about that. the IC title. Yeah, but other, you know what I'm saying. But so like he <clears> has, <throat> he has to lose. I no question that the demon has to lose from time to time. Him losing against Roman, I call this Roman. Him losing against Joe when he lost the NXT title, I call this Joe. But like now, you're killing the gravitas of the demon because Finn already loses ninety percent of the time anyway. Yeah, right. <clears throat> like I really expected ignorantly and clearly stupidly now in hindsight judgment day to go three and oh yeah and by the way good news coming out of this i think that this ipso facto makes rhea ripley the new leader of judgment day i don't ever think 
people want to say Finn was the leader. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna copy from Rob's favorite group, his yeah. most favorite group in history, the Bullet Club. Um, <laughs> in that, in that, Judgment Day never had a leader to me after yeah. after they excommunicated Edge. It yeah, was he was whoever the, the front person, the front person at the moment, yeah. right? The way Bullet Club called it was Finn wasn't the leader; he was a spokesperson. Right. Call that Carl Carl Anthony Towns. Um, uh, <laughs> Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson wasn't the front man; he was the leader. He was he was wasn't the leader; he was the front man, right? The spokesperson. AJ wasn't the leader; he was the front person. Bullet Club Although had now, the now Ray, I I do want to see Carl Anthony Towns in the Bullet Club. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seven foot tall, right? <laughs> um, but no, no. Um, so I, so that's that was the thing for me. Finn was just kind of the, the the front person, but it was always Rhea's group because everything revolved around Rhea. Yeah. Too. And now she's the world champion. So now but she's yeah. a standout. Yeah. That, that so it was disappointing that Ed, that Balor lost, and it is what it is. Uh, Balor will be gone for I'm sure a couple weeks to heal, but doesn't matter. Cause Dom and, and Priest about to main event a fucking stadium in three weeks. So who cares, mm. right? Yeah. True. Anybody else got anything on this uh, Hell in a um, Cell match? I the think. match was fun, by the way. Yeah. The match itself was oh, brutal was and ridiculous, and exactly the Hell in a Cell match that we expected from Edge and Finn Balor of all people. Yeah. But I'm sorry, Ray, uh, Rob. Go ahead. Um, I think you could have all the problems you guys mentioned with the demon. You could just just solve by having Damian Priest. In the match instead. Oh, please right. respond on that. Because Wait a minute, I'm Edge can go over. Edge can go over, no problem, right? Because I mean, this is the match, you know. Because again, this is this is farewell tour for Edge, so he's gonna go over. You know, maybe he'll lose his last match to and put somebody over on the way out, but until he gets there, he's gonna win big matches. So if if this is a match where we, you know he's got to win, I mean, you could just head Priest go in there and. You know, I mean, he didn't have him beat Priest. Uh, My only argument is his beef, his real beef was with Finn because Finn's the reason he got kicked out. Yeah. I always looked at it as Finn was the one. If you remember when Edge was still over, (laughs) the reason that the beef started was because Edge was trying to recruit Finn and AJ and and they were fighting back. And finally, Finn came to the Judgment Day and said, I'll join. But basically, this is what we got to do. And they were like, fuck it. He's gone. So yeah. that's why the beef is with it, with with right. Finn, in my opinion. But I just Sorry. think that the, the and also the... as I love Damian Priest, so don't take this any which way. But Edge and Damian Priest in a Hell in a Cell match is not a WrestleMania match. Fair enough. Not yet. Now, nah. and, and this not yet. On the and, retirement and, tour, Edge is going after the big fish. Exactly. I see your point. And though, that's Rob, why. That's why the demon somebody. was involved. And that again, that's why it was the demon, not just Finn Balor, even right. though I'm bemoaning the fact that the demon lost. So, you know, it's a snake chasing its tail. So yeah, just, anybody uh, else have anything on yeah. this? No, or, I'm good. Yeah. Everybody pretty much said what I had on my mind. Excellent. All right. So then we move into, in my humble opinion, what was that's our show, everybody. See y'all tomorrow. Yep. All right. Thank you for showing up. We'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> the greatest WrestleMania main event in history. Hyperbole. With, with Hyperbole. The second 
second greatest finish of all time, only because it didn't involve pinning two people simultaneously. So, gentlemen, the story continues. We told the hashtag was finished the story. Cody Rhodes was going to win it. Aw, shucks. He was going to pick up the ball at the one-yard line and march all the way down with no obstacles and no anything. One quick injury timeout, but first down after first down after first down. Injury timeout. First down, first down, first down. Touchdown, you win! Yay! Dusty's baby boy wins the championship. You all talked yourself into that, number one. Number number one, you all talked yourself into the fact that Dusty Rhodes' <laughs> baby boy was never going to encounter adversity whatsoever along this road. And don't give me the peck injury because he won a match with the torn peck and then immediately came back and kept winning. So stop it. No adversity whatsoever. Just cruise right through. And also, the man, again, I've, I've said it every week, but now I'm taking my victory lap. The man blew up an effigy of the guy who's now writing the show. Nah, dude, kiss the ring, hail Caesar. You're going to get yours. <laughs> My God. <laughs> the black. Hold on, hold on. The... Rob, he swiped your shovel right out of your hand, Bubba. Hey, <laughs> in eight months, in 12 months, whatever form the WWE World Championship lineage takes that belt will be around the waist of one mr cody rhodes probably at the latest by the end of wrestlemania in philadelphia i'm dead serious this this what happened here needed to happen and it was one of the most magical things that i've encountered because i was telling these guys in the pre-show to me it was like avengers endgame okay you i walked your infinity war and to get endgame you sit. I sat down at Infinity War, and I still believed the bullshit that the press and the the Fox sheets uh, with a Z were telling us that Infinity War and Endgame were two completely separate movies because we Endgame didn't have a name yet. It was just Avengers Part Two or Avengers Two. In any case, Infinity War and whatever this movie was had nothing to do with each other. They just had a little bit of overlap, not direct sequels. Well, we found out that that wasn't true, but I'm in Infinity War, and I'm sitting there going, hey, how are they going to solve this in the next 15 minutes? Because they just disappeared, everyone. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, this isn't going to happen. They roped me in. As soon as Solo got kicked out of the the match, I was like, they might actually do it. They might pull the trigger. This might be it. And they completely and utterly pulled me in until the very last mo- moment when Solo hit uh, Cody with the uh, Samoan spike. Like, it was from Kevin and, you know, it was reading like a season finale of a show. You know, we had appearances by Kevin and Sammy. You know, they're popping by and to, you know, lay, their, lay the wood to Roman you know, they kind of settled their thing with the Usos last night, but then they put the exclamation on point on it tonight by running them off. And it read, and it just was like everything, oh, the runway is so clear, Cody. The runway is so clear. 
And then that, you know, crosswind named Solo Sokoa just shears you right off, baby, and you're in the water. My goodness, what a beautiful piece of art that thing was. Uh, how many people are listening to this segment no, going, so fuck see, this guy? See, no, you're being more <laughs> diplomatic. No, Jason's being more diplomatic than I, than I was. You're not, worse? Oh, oh, yes, look. Yeah, oh, yes, look, when, when, um, look when, 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 when Roman pinned him at the, at the win, the first thing I thought was, finish these nuts. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Ray's about to have a moment over here. He's suffocating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, look, I had to endure defeat on Saturday night. So look, I yes, I you better believe I was enjoying every minute of this. Okay. All right. And <laughs> oh man, because look, um, because like Jason, when he, when they threw solo out, I figured, okay, oh well. And then when 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 Kevin and Sammy came in to stop the Usos, I was like, okay, well, looks like they're gonna do it. But then, um, you know, when Solo came back out and caught him with the spike, then I knew it was like, oh, yeah, here we go. And then once Roman hit him with the spear, I knew that was the end of it. And, I mean, and to do it in front of all, all, the, all, the, all the children, in front of the, the, the little baby that cured racism. Dog! Don't and stop, to do dog! It all, <laughs> and, and, okay, and that's the thing, the other thing. Dog, and so Ray raises his point about, well, it's okay with it, because, you know, Bianca came out with these people and whatnot. Okay, and I didn't want to because that was a more of a that's a more real life thing, and not that these aren't, but they weren't immediate events. But in any case, Cena got bundled in front of the Make a Wish kids, and then Cody gets smashed in front of Libby and Negative One. Like my God, yes. these this heartless monster Triple H. He said, "Fuck them kids." This like seriously, when when he came when when Cody came out and he kissed Libby and gave you know gave her a little moment and then Pepfist found it you know Brody Junior Bro, Brody excuse me I was just like you're really gonna do this in front of those kids? Pull your head off head off in front of your kids. Triple H really moves. used the son Vince wishes he had. And, and that's what we said it on this show. If Triple H wants to prove that he was the son Vince never had, he would do it. And by God, he did it. And he did it in a way that may, would make even Vince blush in front of the wife and kids. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yes, outstanding work. Just, outstanding just, work. Yes. Uh, I, I, I've lost the plot. Anybody, anybody jump I, I'm gonna I'm gonna steer it back into the water here. I you know what? Fantastic fucking match. Like awesome, awesome work by both guys, awesome chemistry. Um I this is a match I'll go back and watch again, and I don't watch it for the ending, I don't watch it for any of that. I watch it. This is one that I'll look at clinically because clinically these guys cooked from start to finish. And and this is one of those matches that I will go back and look at all the little nuances all the little things that they did. Uh, um, we, we're going to have a much larger discussion on the um, the aftermath of WrestleMania tomorrow night. We're going to talk a little bit more in depth. The internet wrestling community is absolutely in its feelings over the finish because you all bought into it. Yeah. I, I'm okay with the finish. 
as a feel-good moment, would Cody winning get me in the jellies? Absolutely. Absolutely it would have. But it's absolutely okay to drag this out. The, the, and I'm not going to get too deep because we're going to talk about it tomorrow. The money is in the chase, boys and girls. And, and I'll explain that tomorrow night. Jason, you had something else to add? Uh, I was going to say just quick highlights, and I'm just, we can all go around rapid fire if you want, but you did mention that they, they cooked and the chemistry was off the charts. My, uh, just they need to somehow put that disaster kick into the Superman punch in a fucking museum because both those guys just nailed that, it. And, and uh, Roman catching him into the powerbomb. Yeah, from the from the disaster kick. Okay. Cody went for that yeah. kick twice and bot not, not botched, but he he got caught. Right. He got caught both times. He got hit with a Superman punch, and the other time he got caught and power bombed. And it was mm-hmm. oh my god, so much good stuff happened in that match. And Roman again solidified and just put more stuffed more ballots into the already full first ballot Hall of Fame Master of the two point nine 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 nine. Grace ever. Nine. Ever. There is yep. no comparison in history. Nobody's nope. better at it's, a it's it's Nobody. obscene. It's obscene, dude. He gets his shoulder off the mat. Just he he tricks me all the time, and I'm like a fucking mark for him. And I'm like, I I should know. I watch his matches more than anyone else. I should know by now when he's doing this and when he's doing that. You know how we can all tell with some of our favorite guys. We can feel tell when they're feeling it and tell when they're not and blah, 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 blah. Just because we like watching them so damn much. Yeah, you can't. He's just he's a master at it. It's it just comes off the 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 the, the, the hair before. I don't know. Incredible stuff. Uh, yeah, but the disaster kick spots were absolutely incredible. And this is one of those times where, as we, I alluded to earlier, it makes sense to kick out of everything. It makes sense that Cody didn't go for one crossroads. He goes for three in a row. Because, by the way, that's what it took last year to, to put down one Mr. Seth Rollins. Or, or, no, two years ago when he came back as Seth, uh, against Seth. No, dude, know? it was a year ago. So that, really? Yeah, I know time is oh, yeah, well, anymore. Yeah, no, time is 12 yeah. months ago, which is what I'm going to talk about tomorrow night. Oh, time is so weird. But anyway, yeah. okay. He knows it's WrestleMania. We talked about it last year. Your special meter is full. Full. His counter meter is full. It's WrestleMania. Let's all go boss to the wall. But yeah, that's when you do this spot palooza and the kickouts and the crazy stuff. They just nailed it. Yep. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Uh, who didn't go yet? Anybody? Rob, what are you dying about over here? Because I, okay. I, I guess okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not going a little bit too far. Uh, <laughs> no. no, it's all good. It's all good, Mr. Cash. What you got, Mr. Cash? Oh, oh boy! Is this is this me... is bad. Let me let me let me set the table here, Mr. Cash. Mr. Cash knew Cody was going to win. He said on this show, knew it. We had a solid argument on this show, mm-hmm. and Mr. Cash planted his flag in the mm-hmm. ground. Mm-hmm. In the ground. Go ahead, sir. Thank you. Yes, 100%. First off, let me start off by saying I am a card-carrying member since 2010. Yeah, that long of the Roman Empire. I gladly eat at the table that the tribal chief <coughs> set for me, that he sits at the head of. I am a believer in Roman, 1,000%. Uh, 
but I also am a lover of wrestling and I am a believer in story. And to me, the story made most sense with the crumbling of the bloodline starting and with Kevin and Sammy getting over that Cody would win that would cause Roman to go off the deep end, start the whole beef with his cousins. And we figure out what that happens going. That would be the year of figuring out what happened with Roman and the Usos and solo and so on and so forth. Now, I was pulling for Roman, even though I knew in my heart Cody would win, until I saw fucking Lil Brody. That shit to me was the same equivalency of seeing the little girl with Bianca. You can't let that happen in front of Lil Brody. I forgot for five <laughs> seconds Lil Brody is a worker. Yeah, forgot that because Brody is a worker. Brody is contracted to a wrestling company right now. Literally makes money wrestling, working for AEW. That is, that is his job. You know what I'm saying? Um, forgot for a second because just uh, the pageantry of it was just so... It really was beautiful. Whether you like Cody or you don't, it was just a beautiful moment to see him kiss his kid, kiss his wife. Shout out to Lil Brody. That was dope. Okay. Match. Easily top 10. I'd say top 5 all-time main events of WrestleMania. It's fantastic. Amazing. Amazing match. So look, I have no qualms with Roman winning. I don't. I don't want to make it seem like I do. I have no qualms. My issue is that there, in hindsight, when you think about it, it makes more sense, yes. And I'm, I'm going to tell you the exact date Roman's going to lose in a second here. I have the exact date it's going to happen. Y'all can hold me to that. Like Ernie Johnson on, T- on NBA TNT does inside the NBA. You can put on a sticky note and put it on your wall. I'm going to tell you the exact date. I don't know. I had April 2nd on my fridge. Well. You told me April 2nd, man. Hey, look. A lot's changed in the WWE in the past. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh. I'm just saying. Oh, my um, goodness. But, but before I, I'm going to give you the date. But before I do that, I do want to say this. Um. In hindsight, it, under, it makes sense because Cody hasn't faced any adversity as a character um, and since coming back, right? And like you said, Jason, I'm glad you mentioned that him tearing his peck wasn't adversity because he won the fucking match, <laughs> right? So that's not adversity when you win. Like, yeah, you got to go away, but everybody get hurt. You won your match, right? And it only made you a bigger star. But WWE... I give them the benefit of the doubt. I'd venture to assume that you three do as well in stories like this. Because number one, this bloodline story has been impeccably told in three years. But WWE as a whole has not shown a, once again, that word, proclivity to when they don't get, they don't reward the fans with the big babyface win when they want it. Oftentimes they don't ever end up getting it. Right. right. And That's so That's totally I can fair. understand people being like, well, if he couldn't get it, then he's never going to get it because they don't do it enough times to make the fans willing to wait. That's a fair criticism. And yeah, that's the absolutely. only problem I had with Cody not winning was now again, I'm going to be <laughs> here in a second, but you guys found the thousand days as a bigger deal than I did. And ultimately I can be, I'm man enough to say I was wrong. Cause clearly the thousand days mattered. 
I also think the story of Cody getting adversity mattered too, but the thousand days clearly matters because like you said, Paul mentioned it. I guarantee you it's going to be mentioned a lot on screen now that he's surpassed the big test. But ultimately, people mistake the main event of WrestleMania because people believe that the main event of WrestleMania is supposed to be the end of a story. Most of the time, the main event of WrestleMania is the beginning of a story because they never touch between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's the whole right. point of the invention of backlash afterwards because that's the rematch normally, right? Um, Cody will be fine. Um, if I may be so bold as to acknowledge what happened, there's that word, on Raw with Brock turning on him and that little mini feud, which is only going to continue to elevate Cody. Like, Cody, the company gives a fuck about Cody. They clearly, oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You, there's nobody that can say they don't. So if you're going to sit here and say because you're in your feelings right now, rightfully so, the Cody will never win the world title. You're really in your feelings and you're not thinking logically. So here's the date. I see you, DJ, with your pen and your paper. Hit me with it. We have uh, the Puerto Rico show, the beginning of May. And then um, whatever is in June. I don't remember what's in June. But yeah, Saudi uh, later on. Later Saudi on in May. June. Saudi in June, right? So you got Cody and Brock confused between those two months. Brock going damn sure do the Saudi show. That's a check. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about the Puerto Rico show, but he's doing the Saudi show. I firmly believe Cody will beat Brock at one of these points because it has to, right? If he's going to win the title. June, July 2nd, London, Money in the Bank. Cody Rose wins the Money in the Bank ladder match. Okay. June 7th. No, hear me out. June 7th. July 7th, I'm sorry. July 7th, which will be the, the closest show in proximity to July 4th. What's his dad's nickname? The American Dream, right? June 7th is Friday Night Smackdown. July 7th, I'm sorry. July 7th is Friday Night Smackdown at Madison Square Garden. Mm. The home of WWE. Vincent James McMahon is on the Hall of Fame. His name is on the wall in Madison Square Garden. (coughs) He sold out. Vince Vince Sr. and Bruno sold out that stadium more than anybody else. More than the Knicks, damn near. I know that sounds... I'm being... Very, very hyperbolic here, but you get my point. <clears throat> to win that time, I was listening to to Mas- the Masked Man show today with uh, David Shoemaker and Kazim Familiarized, right? And they said something that made a lot of sense to me. If you're not going to let the moment happen at the biggest scale, because there'll be no scale bigger than that. Right. Not even WrestleMania 40, because that was just the timing and everything. No scale can be bigger than that. You got to go opposite and go surprise, Right. And my and, and I, I feel that because at this point, you can't keep building fans up to this big scale and then keep pulling the rug from underneath them. So if you hit them with the shock, that'll be a way. Yes. Well, yes, yes, you can. Because I, I, the biggest thing that I've, I've learned is that uh, you can do. the You can do the Roman and Brock experience, right, if you do it once. And I think you can do with, especially with Cody and with Roman and with the story you're telling, you can, especially if you don't say it into a microphone until, like, I don't know, Royal Rumble next year, but you can do a Mania to Mania story with them pretty darn easily. 
No, I, I don't disagree with that, but uh, the four of us in this call aren't the right people to have this conversation because we're the four people who, regardless of what's happening, on screen or off, are going to give them the goodwill to tell the story. There is a huge contingent of their fans who don't give them the goodwill, and quite frankly, in certain situations, they don't, they haven't earned it in certain situations, right? Mm-hmm. So that story to story, that year to year, warrants goodwill. Jason, you've spoken ad nauseum about how you're a card-carrying member of the Empire and have been in, from, the, from jump. I am too. So I remember how miserable we were those original years when he got screwed out of 31. The year to 32, he got his moment, but it wasn't quite his moment because fans didn't want him to have it. And I remember those years. It was miserable being a Roman fan because you couldn't get, you couldn't win one. Now we're further along. We're for, we're even further along, and Roman didn't have the impossible um, colossus to overcome like Roman is now. So you already had the moment where Cody was never going to be hotter at that timing. So I think the shock of Cody saying. I'm going to catch you off guard at a time that you're not prepared for, at a date that matters to me, at a, at, at a venue that matters to this company and to me, to win the title my daddy can never win. I feel like that, and shout out to my boy Steven, the, uh, the chair shot reporter. He's the guy who gave me the idea. So I don't want to act like I stole it and came over myself. It's his idea. Shout out to you, Steven, at views underscore raw. Um, it just makes the most sense to me because, number one, as much as... Uh, WrestleMania was watched. You got to have Peacock to watch it. Fox? National television? The numbers of people that can see this shit? For free? Right? Yeah. That, I think, mm. will be the biggest shock. And you either just get to a thousand or you catch them right at the tail end. And I think if you want to play with the numbers of the, the dates, the number of, of days that he's reigned, you can play with a little more now that you either you just passed it or you just or you're just at the tail end. Because imagine if Roman loses at nine nine nine, that's a fucking story. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's the moment. But I mean, you, we, it we only had ends. We had this argument months ago, and we don't have. To yeah, we don't have that. to go down the thousand but, day road again. But but well, I mean, that's if, if Cody Rhodes about. ends. The rain at day nine ninety nine. It only ends with Cody rains, Cody Rhodes in a body bag. I think. So <laughs> I don't think we want to do that. But but no, I, the argument I don't want. We don't have to go back, go to now again. But is I just don't think you can have Roman rain another year. Oh, uh, right. I, and I'll grant you. I actually didn't even really think about this, but. Someone stopping him just short would be hilarious. And purpose, be, purposefully yeah. doing, purposely doing so, and talking ad nauseum about it. Yeah. Because, uh, well, because um, I think the last time something like that happened, um, was, it was um, the Midnight Express was like tag team champions for almost a year, and then like for a week before they lost to the Fantastics, and Cornet threw like a conniption fit <laughs> the, on TV the next week. I remember that. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> he'll 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 reach it at May twenty seventh. So he it, it, oh, it we'll won't. be good. Yeah, that we'll, we'll be. Yeah, he'll yeah. get a thousand and then some. So. Yeah. All right. Unless anybody has anything else to do uh, or say, uh, why don't we go ahead and call the go home there, guys? <clears throat> Sounds good to me.
All right. It has been an awesome, awesome show. This has been the Mindless Wrestling Podcast WrestleMania wrap-up show. You can find us on the Chairshot.com, part of the Chairshot Radio Network. Going to go back around the room here and thank my co-hosts here tonight. Going to start with Bucky's tag team partner, Jason. Jason, this was a good show, Bubba. Good stuff, fellas. And hey, here we are, marching our way to a thousand days. I'm sorry you didn't believe in us, Ray, but we'll we'll take you with us now. <laughs> we'll take you with us to the promised land. And from the Rob the Genius podcast, Mr. Rob, you kicked ass tonight. Thank you. And once again, finish these nuts. <laughs> oh my God, bro. All over oh it. my God. And last but never, ever, ever least, good brother to the show, sitting fourth chair, Mr. Ray Cash. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Always love being with you boys. And if Roman will take back the tribal chief after leaving him for Brock, I think he'll he'll accept my my uh, my uh, my sorrows and apologies. All right. <laughs> like I've been teasing all night, we are going to be back tomorrow night with a supplemental episode. Going to be talking WrestleMania Fallout, all the news and all the little speculation and little nuggets that are coming out in the last twenty four to forty eight hours. Since the two-night extravaganza that was WrestleMania 39, I uh, will definitely be myself and Rob PC Tunney will be joining us tomorrow night. Hopefully, we'll have Mr. Ray Cash on here. We are going to break all the nonsense down and sift through the rubble and try and make some sense of it. I have the man with the award-winning beard, DJ. This has been the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Thank you. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the middle. Or call it in the ring. My God, I screwed up my own finish. Jesus Christ. Call it in the middle. Call it in the middle. Sir. Watch, out for that, watch out for that solo Zakoa coming back. Damn oh, my God. Yeah, that was like a like ran in on myself. That was awful. Anywho, call it in the ring, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.